Welcome in everyone to episode 72 of the Battlecast podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Speedish Chief 2. What's up, Caleb? How are you feeling today? I feel pretty good, you know? We good. got a few things to settle, including a bet. Sure. But I'm feeling pretty good about it. How about you? How was your community day? Uh, it was okay. I'm feeling a little less confident um, about mine. And I'm not going to like offer up excuses, right? I'm not going to offer up excuses. because It sounds like the thing you that. say before you offer up excuse, but go ahead. No, no, no. That's, that's it. That's all. Oh, that's saying. it. That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you yeah. said. I thought there's gonna be a butt covered. Okay. No, 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 no. No butts here. No butts. Okay. New Orleans, right? Uh, I actually ended up staying in uh, Picayune, which oh, is okay. like you know, t- a town of ten thousand people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this this is starting to sound like the excuse. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, for those that don't know or did not tune into our last episode or are just joining us for the first time myself and speedy have ongoing or not ongoing but well, we have some ongoing bets but we have a few bets we do here or there and this mm-hmm. last one was on who gains the most amount of stardust for a community yeah. for dratini community classic because mm-hmm. it is triple dust and i took my screenshots now i will say one thing that i neglected to to mention last time because I just didn't think about it. Sure. Um, did you have the like the the special research, the Dratini special research? Uh, yeah, I had the research ticket. So you had to, you know, obviously finish it before the community is over, right? Just because you want to get everything in it, you know, the rewards of like catching Dratini and everything. And one of the quests mm. is, or one of the tasks is to power up a Pokemon ten times. Yeah, I hate that one. So. <laughs> I, I thought of a solution for that one, right? Because that obviously cuts into our Stardust gains. So what yeah. I did was I took a screenshot of how much Stardust it costs to power up the Pokemon so that we could mm-hmm. just like, I could just add that total onto the end result. Because obviously that's going to be subtracted from your total dust amount, right? Okay, smart. I like did that. Did you do that? No, I actually did not complete the research. And I saw uh, Momita posted that there was a Dragonite at the very end of it, which would have been really nice. Yeah, Stardust yeah there's a Dragonite in there. So I will say, when I give my Stardust total, mm-hmm. is it cool with you that I in- that I add the deducted amount of Stardust I use to power up the Pokemon? No, I think that's totally reasonable. Because okay. like we said, it, it's all about like catching and gaining, and that's just a yes, test yes, that yes. we had to do. Okay, well, makes do, sense I, to me. I do have that screenshot too, so... I got, okay. I got all of the evidence. Well, you Let know, me... I, I barely know you, man. We're, we, we need all the receipts here. You know? <laughs> I, I got the receipts. I, got <laughs> I know. The receipts. You know, I'm playing. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, let me message you the numbers. But what, what was your total, out of curiosity? While okay. Well, screenshots. I'll send you my screenshots as well. Mm-hmm. We can, we can discover at the same time. But I'm wondering, uh, as well, uh, people that are listening to the podcast, did you have weather boosts? Because I feel like it's so hard. To get windy weather boosts, maybe maybe unless you live like in the Midwest somewhere, but um, I did not have weather boosts. It was actually raining most of the day. Oh, I yeah, I did not have weather boosts either. Actually, um, all right, let me. It was raining. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Were you yeah. riding on foot? No, I was. I was stuck primarily to the car. But like one time, I did try to go out on foot and like mm-hmm. walk around like this cluster of stops. And uh, then it started to rain. I had to like go back to the car. <laughs> oh man, it's like dang. Yeah, is it chilly where you are at? By the way, or no? no? I'm, 
No, it, it's definitely the Mississippi tropical weather. It like rains for 30 minutes and then it's hot mm-hmm. <laughs> after the rain passes. I feel you. It Today actually did was... uh, rain a little bit yesterday here in uh, in L.A. too, which is if you're oh, really? familiar with L.A., it doesn't ever rain. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. All right. Here's All right. My... Let me send you these PM. numbers here. Oh, that's right. Take it's a uh... gander. All right. Take a gander. Man, that's this a that's a throwback. Subtract. This is without take. <laughs> this is without subtracting the stardust. Oh, um, okay. Hey, this this might actually be closer than I thought. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe let me show you. A little bit. <laughs> no, let me let me show you. My first one that I took a picture of was Moralal. Uh, there and then the follow up at five, I believe, is this one. And right. I did a quick like calculator math, and mm-hmm. this is what I came out with. Let me do a little calculator. Wait, math what is? Too. Oh, you sent the mil take. I see. Yes, yes. That. Oh, you that. spent seventy eight. Okay, okay. Yeah, seventy eight k. Okay, so for everybody listening, Caleb started at one eighty nine three forty, and I started at. Eight million four hundred five thirty six. <laughs> oh, no, so brag now here. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And we can reveal our scores whenever you're ready. Maybe we should do this like while we're setting up. I know people are like, "Come on, just tell me the tell me this who won." Is, we're building the anticipation, you know. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm just adding uh the dust amount. All right. Mm. All right. I got I got mine. Okay, I well, sent you mine. I will send you. Oh, no way. What? Wait. What, really? Wait, really? You beat me by like a thousand? No, no. What? I I lost? <laughs> what? No, no Wait, shot. what? Is that? Oh, is my that God. Right? Let's go. Let's go. What? Oh, my oh. God. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Okay. Okay, everybody. Wait. So I started at 8-4. You can do the math. Like, look at those screenshots. 155, right? Because I was driving. I, did, I got to the park at 2. And then the other screenshots at 5 p.m. on a dot. Not 501, not 530 or 7. <laughs> All right. I started at 8,400,536. I ended at 9,094,659. Wow. Bruh. Dang, what? Bruh. How? Bruh. How did I lose this? <laughs> How much bank special research do you have, man? Uh, well. Did you bank some you know? of the stuff? I got I got some stuff right. I knew you wow. had the twelve kilometer eggs, so I had to pull out some extra stops here. Jeez, did you cross the border or something? <laughs> no, the extra hour, like we talked yeah, the about. The extra hour, no, yeah, because no, no. that screenshot would would definitely, uh, you know, definitely, <laughs> it definitely would reflect that because there'll be five p.m. where you are at too in Central if you cross over to the Eastern, you know, no a sir, bit in Georgia, and then cross over to Alabama. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I, okay. I took a. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead, Jay. Reveal your secrets. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I'm, I'm I was just going to say, uh, total number of Dratinis, right? So prior to the start, I had caught 2,264 Oh, I got that Dratini. too. I did screenshot that, yeah. Okay, nice. I thought that was a good way to count it as well. Mm-hmm. So 2,264. Sorry, I'm like, I opened back my app and I was catching something like mid-catch. So I had to like <laughs> no, wait for the, the ball to shake. Um, and then I ended with... Let me check right here. I ended with uh, 3,438 Dratinis. So over 1,200 Dratinis, roughly. 
Oh, yeah, I caught a 1,050 Dratinis on the spot, on the dock. Oh, so that's man. Why. Mm. Bro, and I got to tell you, all right, you know, we're always about escalation here, right? Every every bet has to be, like, bigger than the last one. Yeah. I'm not even going full demon mode. <laughs> that's that's this upcoming weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, a full demon mode, as you say. Yeah. All right. It's like my yeah. final form. I'm uh, you know, I didn't even clear through my entire stack because I was like, I got another weekend, and I'm feeling yeah, good about true. this one, so I don't even need to clear the stack. I'm kind of glad though also? because if I did clear my stack, I probably still don't beat you because 40k dust is a lot to make up there. Yeah. Uh, wow. this upcoming is normal type, right? So for if it's sunny or clear weather, which one is it? Uh, clear? partly cloudy. Partly cloudy. Oh, really? oh, partly cloudy or sunny. Yeah, you're right. It's oh, there's a high chance of weather boost now that I think about it. Yes, for both of us, right? Because yeah. you're you're sunny LA, I'm sunny check Mississippi. The, check the weather report. Yeah, that's going to be a huge. Yeah, it's going to be sunny for me. <laughs> <laughs> sunny or partly cloudy. So, all right. I mean, you know, it, it it is what it is. If it's weather booster for one of us, not the other, you know. It's, yeah, it well, does happen like that. But that feels well, like I mean, it's a. I don't know. Is there a way we balance that? I feel like there's, it's impossible to win if one person's boost and one person isn't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's impossible okay, because you can't this? just you can't do the math. If I if my if either one of us is boosted and the other one isn't, then we just scrap the results because there's just there's just no way, right? Yeah. Like, I even agree. if even if you're like gaining an extra hour, you know, going no. going to the east coast <laughs> and then going to <laughs> central time zone right after, like it uh, still would be hard for you to catch up. Yeah. I still don't think we've we've audibly told everybody. I'm not trying to rub it in. I just don't think we've audibly told everybody what our total gains were. Total gains on what? On uh, Dratini Day. Oh wait, what do you mean? Total like total amount of Stardust gains? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, so you you sit you got six hundred ninety four thousand roughly. Yep. And I got six hundred and fifty one thousand, which I was feeling good about. I was like, oh, and especially because I was like. That's I, I know there's definitely plenty of people that get more than that, but you sure. also came in not feeling great about it, so I was like, oh, okay, I got I got this. Did you have a yeah. bunch of ultra balls or something or a great dude? I I or? burned I burned nine hundred ultras. Oh, okay, that might be why I did, yeah, I saved I, a lot of my ultras too. Oh dang, yeah, I broke the bank uh, to get to there. Uh, but yeah, in my in my little uh, town, I've got a, a park which is a loop called Friendship Park. There's probably like a dozen stops there, and then uh, there's like crazy spawns at this mexican restaurant so like i pull through the mexican restaurant parking lot and then down into uh friendship park and then i come back to the downtown area i'm like it's a little strip i'm telling you like five or six stops and uh i'm just like ar fast catching all the time <laughs> you have um do you have an android or do you have a iphone iphone oh okay okay i was gonna say maybe you got the android too so the ar fast catching is definitely like a neat trick so for those mm -hmm. listening, if you catch regularly without AR, well, one, you got to know how to fast catch. Yes. That's a whole different thing that we could cover some other time. If you don't know how to fast catch, like Google, like YouTube, like how to fast catch. Um, there's a bunch of videos on it. I think I learned how to fast catch uh, based off of Prodigy's Nations videos back in the day. Mm -hmm. But Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. a throwback. Oh, yeah. Let, let's yeah. go, dude. He, he was awesome. Prodigy Nations, yeah. Uh, from yeah, Nashville, he was Tennessee. Fun to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the video where he hatched two perfect chances in the same batch? No, I didn't see that. Oh, one. I'll I'll link you the video. It was the the greatest thing I've ever like one of the greatest reaction videos ever. He's catching like nine 
10 kilometer eggs and back, back then you could only hold nine eggs right and what? he yeah, yeah, yeah. and he hatches two perfect chances in the same no batch. shot he hatches the first one's freaking out right because it's like back in the early days so so like you know even less people have i only have one perfect chancy but um but uh, and then he hatched another one and he was like Imagine if this is also perfect, right? Because this is like <laughs> on the old appraisal system where you like appraise through, you click through, right? And you have to read sure, the little yeah. messages. It doesn't just show you the IVs. It's and bulk like, is impressive, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So he'd be like, oh, it's attack, defense, you know, stamina. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, blow, blows me away or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. He's Valor too. So, and, and he freaked out. He's like, what in the world? Like, how did I get both? Yeah, because he didn't he didn't check the CP like he wasn't sure what the CP was at the time, right? So he he didn't know right off right off the bat. But yeah, of course, uh, dude, that's so nuts. I, I remember watching videos of him like late night in his car, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, I've been driving around Nashville for three hours. I'm grinding." Oh, and like man. that guy was a grinder. I mean, I'm pretty sure, with the exception of Brandon Ton, but Brandon wasn't making videos as consistently back then. Um, yeah, in the early days, but with the exception of him, I'm pretty sure he was like Projectation was like the like the biggest grinder that was a content creator there uh, like in the game Ooh, i don't know man you might have set some people off with that comment uh, who would i set off trading chips uh, mystic seven <laughs> like no no no. <laughs> no 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 i just mean like uh other other grinders that maybe made videos i know king was like a huge grinder for a while oh yeah maybe... but even king wasn't making videos back then or consistently back there he started making it during the raids yeah yeah true king king top definitely probably Honestly, he probably had comparable numbers to Project Nations because Project Nations was definitely grinding a lot back then too. So true. Uh, he doesn't play as much as he used to, but um, but yeah, I remember he he did like a 24, 24 hour grind once, and mm-hmm. he made a whole video on that too. And I think he just like slept for like the next three days, <laughs> but with wow, with good reasoning. But yeah, shout out to that guy. He's uh he used to love those videos, but um. I don't. How do we even get to that topic? Oh, I don't know. I think we were just talking about how to fast catch and grind. Well, how to fast catch? Faster. Yes, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know how to fast catch, uh, look up Prodigy Nation's video, or um, there's a bunch of other people too. I think the Trainer Club mm-hmm. also has one. Um, yeah, his is one. pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a pretty good one too. But that's a life changer. First and second, uh, another trick on top of this, I don't actually do AR catching regularly because. Mm-hmm. It just like you have to like angle your phone weird and like walking around the street like look it looks like you're about to take a photo for random people walking by you. Yeah, like, it's so awkward. Yeah, it's so awkward, which is I don't do it. But um, if you turn on AR catching, essentially it's not the AR plus mode where you're like looking around <laughs> the bushes for a Pokemon, right? Like I don't know anyone that does that consistently because it's just it's so <laughs> tedious and takes so much time. Like yeah, like yeah. it's a cool concept I guess, but it's just it just takes way too much time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but it's the one where you just see the the background, just whatever's on your camera, and so instead of just like the green background or like the the mm. in game background, and the reason why this is faster is because if you're catching with the in game background, there's like about a one to two second lag or not lag, mm-hmm. but like like transition period where yes the Pokemon shows up, you like zoom into the Pokemon, and then your ball comes up, and then you can throw. And that takes yep. about one to two seconds. And if you do the AR mode, it just comes up right away. It's just the, your background, your camera background, right? What do you receive? Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
it's not a lot of time difference. But over the course of three hours with that many spawns, it'll it'll make a huge difference, right? In yep. terms of mm-hmm. how much you catch. So typically, I tend to forget actually. But um, if I am remembering, uh, definitely want to do AR catching for mm-hmm. especially like community day, spotlight hours, you know, go fest stuff like that because it does actually make a huge difference. Now I asked Speedy why if he was using an Android or iPhone earlier because Androids have the ability to set the AR location. Mm-hmm. So they set it so that the Pokemon does not move from a fixed location. So that would they could always throw at the same spots. The problem with iPhones mm-hmm. is you can't do this is the Pokemon will just move around. Like it's like yep. your screen's not still. So you kind of have to hold your phone at a certain angle to make sure it doesn't move. Because if you angle it downward, the Pokemon starts going, you know, does not go with it. It's like still stuck like above you. Um, so that's what I was saying, like, if you're just doing it on a casual day walking around the street, like it looks kind of weird because you have to angle your phone up and like almost at like your face level, which if you're walking around the street holding a phone like that, people are just going to think you're taking photos of them, right? Or taking a really yeah. good selfie. And just like, it's I don't super really sketch. want like, any confrontation or something. Yeah, because people don't want, like, people don't want strangers taking photos of them. So I wouldn't really recommend that on the usual basis. But if you're at a park for community day or whatever, you know, then it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we're already walking around, like, looking at our phones, right? We're, we're that weird person that's not interacting with whatever's there. We're actually just, like, so involved in our phone. So if we start, like, holding the phone up and panning it around, it definitely looks like you're taking a photo or video. Sometimes I, like, put my hand over the over the camera at that point. Oh. Not because, just to make it look like I'm just, you know, like, raising my phone. Maybe, like, I'm on a call or something, and I'm not actually, you know, uh, filming. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it makes much of a difference. Most people probably wouldn't notice, but I just put like my fingers or my hand over the camera lens. Yeah, so it's not super creepy. But yeah, yes. AR AR fast catch, man. Yeah, definitely give it a shot too. It might take a second to get used to, but I, I I'm telling you, it's makes a world of a difference. And so, and especially mm-hmm. if you're Android, like I don't know how to do it because I don't have an Android. But if you are able to set the location of the Pokemon, life is just so much easier. Yeah, so it's quite nice. Heck yeah. That's what a lot of our a lot of our friends do. That just have these crazy spotlight numbers and community yeah. day numbers. Uh-huh. They just fast catch the whole time. And like you, Caleb, I, I don't I don't start off with the the AR fast catch, especially like if you're trying to you know drive slowly through a park or something. Obviously, you need to pay attention to the road at all times. So you don't want to be like fooling around with where the Pokemon is on your phone and like trying to figure out you know where to point your phone, especially if you're making turns. Then it's really complicated. So it's best if you're like on foot, straight path. And you can just catch as many as you want. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, you're like parked in a parking lot or something, just like clearing through a, a giant cluster, right? Yeah, exactly. So I know you spent a lot of resources for this specific one. I'm thinking, yeah, I need to save some for the next week. But but, but right after Dratini Community Day, mm-hmm. there were some interesting happenings and we kind of knew this was coming because of our friends on the eastern hemisphere uh, specifically new zealand and australia and stuff mm-hmm. but and asia but right after community day ended there some of the pokestops and eventually pretty much almost all of them turned yellow mm-hmm. and you want to describe what happens yeah, of course. Uh, so like you said, after Community Day ended, it wasn't immediate, but probably like 
for me, maybe 15, 20 minutes after it ended, some of the spot, uh, excuse me, some of the stops started to light up yellow. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I remember they were orange for Halloween. So seeing them yellow is strange. But you walk up to the first one and you spin it and uh, a coin comes out. And it's not a pokey coin. It's not like something we've seen before. It's a brand new kind of coin. And then Professor Willow comes and talks to you. And then another uh, professor shows up from the, uh, I guess, the new game, Scarlet and Violet. And they have like a discussion about what the coin is, which is pretty cool. They say, uh, oh, yeah, you should just keep collecting these and see what happens. And uh, then you notice like a little, uh, it almost, you know what I thought this thing was? I thought it was a Pikmin. I was like, wow, <laughs> Niantic is like cross-pollinating Pokemon and Pikmin. They brought Pikmin blooms into Pokemon Go because it's like the tiny little thing that just starts following you around. Uh, did it take you a while to notice it? Uh, yeah, because so it falls around. It's super small. I was walking... Yeah uh my speedy the bonsley and mm. so bonsley is very small right and it was so small it was like even smaller than the bonsley and then i realized like oh wait there's something following around it was following around me but it looked like it's following around the bonsley and mm-hmm. if you zoom in it's this little small little pikmin looking <laughs> pokemon and yeah. it's it is uh carrying a little coin too so let me see if i could it's coin is like strapped to its back, like a backpack kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strapped to its back too. It looks like um a little bug almost. It has like antennas and stuff, but it's like metallic mm-hmm. looking. And we found out later the Pokemon's called Gimme Ghoul. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's an and it's in its roaming form. Mm-hmm. Um and so they released some info on this and uh it's got very little info. The category, bunch of question marks. The type bunch of question marks the height bunch of question marks the weights three <laughs> question marks as well the ability yeah you guessed it three question marks <laughs> but <laughs> they did post a little trailer of it uh very small trailers coming out of like a chest of stuff of coins um mm-hmm. but oh there so that's the roman form there is a chest form though and that one we only see like in the trailer on the website but um so it's professor willow and mr jock okay uh, are investigating this Pokemon. Uh, Mr. Jock, I assume, will be from Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, He's he looking real casual. He got, like, flip-flops on and everything. But... I was going to say, man, he's got, like, you know, like, young mad scientists, like, young Frankenstein vibes almost. Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely <laughs> does. With a lot of flair, a lot of purple, and yeah, kind of maroonish violet. So, um, But the Gimme Ghoul chest form, its category is coin chest Pokemon. The type is ghost. Uh, kind of interesting. It's just pure ghost. Oh, yeah. Maybe ghost steel. That'd be kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah. The height is one feet, 12 inches, which is bigger than I thought it would be. But maybe they're including mm. the, the size of the chest, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, it must be. Because yeah, the, like, the gimme's like got to be, what, like, I don't know, four inches tall or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably at, at, at most, I think. Yeah. And then the weight is 11 pounds. Uh, which is pretty light for a chest full of coins, too. But right, yeah, it's actually very light. And then its ability is rattled. So mm, okay, so yeah. So that's the info we got from the Scarlet and Violet website that's linking in, and this is kind of cool. So uh, it is a new Pokemon from the Paldea, Paldea. I believe so. Paldea. Uh, yeah. Good question. Yeah. I think I think it's Paldea. Yeah. Um, region and. So, and they're just saying there's some mysterious Pokemon showing up around the world. 
blah, blah, blah. And uh, especially if you picked up a suspicious coin, which uh, like Speedy said, the first Pokestopi spin is going to give you that special or suspicious question mark coin. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to figure out what that is. And it is going to be linked to Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. So that is the mm -hmm. new games coming to Nintendo Switch, the main series games coming out. And it's going to be released on Friday, November 18th, 2022. And will be linked to Pokemon Go. So if you link the two games, it'll allow you to catch Gimme Ghoul, the roaming form, in Pokemon Go. And uh, this feature is planned for 2023. So mm -hmm. stay tuned for announcements you have until 2023 to get the game if you want to get Gimme Ghoul right away in Pokemon Go. I'm sure... That there will be ways to get Gimme Ghoul as well without getting the game. It's kind of like Meltan, right? Meltan was connected to Pokemon Let's yes. Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Very similar. And, uh, and you know, so there was ways to get Meltan even if you didn't have the game yourself. Maybe knowing a friend that has it, etc. And obviously nowadays, like, it's much easier to get Meltan because you can just send a Pokemon to Pokemon Home and you get a box mm -hmm. from Meltan. So... Uh, they did make it accessible after that as well. Who knows if Gimme Goals will be relevant for PvP or PvE or anything, but that is how you get it. And I think it's cool, uh, you know, a little cross-promotion and stuff like that. I don't know about you, Speedy, but I pre-ordered mm -hmm. my Pokemon Scarlets. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm clearing my schedule. November 18th, I'm playing that game. I might have to get some, like, anti- uh, anti-nausea medicine because you know like i said before i get nauseous when i play third person pov games and pressure yeah pov so i'm gonna have to i wonder if you that. could change the camera angle or no oh that'd be oh. that'd be cool if i could i don't know if i could i mean most okay. likely just third person pov kind of like arceus right um, mm, yeah fair okay yeah i'm just getting old he's <laughs> he's uh my old body can't handle it <laughs> uh, oh my goodness dude. yeah I, I um i'm interested in getting it as well i there's so much hype around it right and there's so much like mm -hmm. mystery and people are like avoiding leaks like oh don't tell me don't tell me uh what's coming to the game because they really want to know uh when it actually when they actually have it in their hands then they want to discover these brand new pokemon because this is a whole new generation so it's gonna be really exciting and then te tetralizing i believe is is how you pr uh, pronounce it uh -huh. that is a crazy crazy effect yeah, a new mechanic for sure introduced in Main Series game or, or just Pokemon in general as well. And they actually dropped a trailer today. Uh, I don't know oh, if you today. saw it. Yeah, it dropped uh, 9 a.m. East Coast time or 2 p.m. Um, uh, GMT. But yeah, I watched it uh, right before we started recording too. It's like about a four mm. or five minute trailer. Uh, honestly, okay. they don't reveal too much from it. You just see some interesting... <laughs> uh gameplay footage and stuff like that too and so it was pretty cool um yeah so for those that are trying to avoid spoilers you don't really see many spoilers we won't talk about any spoilers on this podcast too because i know mm -hmm. some people are trying to avoid it and want the organic experience which i totally get too um a bunch yeah. of people in my chat the other day during when i was live streaming were asking what starter i was going to pick oh. or i have what's the official terminology primary Primary um, partner Pokemon? Pr primary partner, yes. Yeah, primary yeah, partner that. Pokemon. So that's the official terminology. But, uh, I, you know, typically speaking, uh, I probably would lean towards the fire starter. Um, mm -hmm. But there's one Pokemon that's a cat. Springadico, Spr oh. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, ain't no way I'm turning down the cat starter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with grass this time around. Very yeah. nice. 
Yeah. Man, I, I haven't decided. I typically go water, uh, right. but I do like, yeah, I do like the fire type Pokemon's design though. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, you should, you should go water and then we can go head to head, you know? Yeah. Easy for you. No, yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah, um, grass cat's going to be killing it. <laughs> and it's so amazing that we haven't seen the evolutions for these things yet. We don't know what they're going to change into. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why people were trying to avoid some of the spoilers because uh, I think there's mm-hmm. already spoilers of like the different evolution names. I think I saw, I saw something on Twitter of a post where it was like a long list of all the dex entries by name and stuff. So someone oh. already has info on this. I didn't read through it, but I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I can totally see why some people are logging off of Twitter for the week, you know, et cetera, <laughs> um, or not trying to go on YouTube because um, there might be some spoilers on that from like thumbnails and titles and stuff like that too, even if you don't click on the video. But yeah, of course. Best of luck for those avoiding the spoilers. I hope it hope it goes well and hopefully you have a nice organic surprise when you're playing the game. Yeah, man. I, I know we didn't uh, we didn't expect to go into Scarlet Violet so much, but just as we're like exiting this, uh, I just want to ask everybody listening if they want to hear more about Scarlet and Violet, because this is the first new Pokemon main series game released since Arceus, and then competitively everything is shifting away from Sword and Shield over to Scarlet Violet. And what's even more amazing about Sword and Shield is that it came out just before the pandemic started. So even though the game was out for three years and was the competitive banner for uh, VGC, they only had one in-person world championships for that game. That's insane to me. Yeah, that is pretty wild, actually. Uh, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, because for, for those that don't know, I think they release a game consistently, I think, every three years, right? Mm, yeah, and- I believe so. Uh, in the competitive circuits, I was learning about this from our co-caster Gabby Snyder too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the there's the first year. I I don't know the specific terminology for it, but here's how I conceptualize it into like Pokemon Go PvP for those and for those listening to this might be a good analogy for you all to understand as well. Um, they have like the first year they have almost like a great league setup, right? So the meta is like no you know legendaries or you know, uber strong Pokemon, stuff like that, pseudo legendaries probably. So it's it's things that are easier to acquire, um, but those are the Pokemon you can use like a certain set category. And then the mm-hmm. second year, it's kind of like Ultra League, right? Kind of like the middle-ish category. And then in the in the third year, that's where you're using like like as many legendaries as you want. Like you got mega Pokemon and all this stuff, right? No restrictions. And so that's wow. why sometimes you see on competition, you'd be like, damn, there's like, uh, a Zacian and a Groudon, you know, and a Kyogre all on the same team, like all this is like just super stacked, right? And a Mega Gengar, right? And you're like, what's going on? And it's because <laughs> they're, you know, like everything's just free reign. I, I did see a Gastrodon a couple times too. Gastrodon must be pretty strong <laughs> based off of yeah. something there. But um, well, I was surprised, yeah, because they're using Gastrodon over like a Mega Swampert. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's certain Pokemon that just aren't available in in. Uh, some of the main series games as well so that makes sense too mm-hmm. because there's only I think, Pokemon you can encounter for each game yeah that's also fair I, I think that uh, Gastrodon, Gastrodon in particular had some abilities that nullified some of the key meta players I think it was very very good against Kyogre and a lot of us uh, who play just Pokemon Go we're not aware of like all the different special abilities held items status effects you know terrain effects like all that stuff that's in VG so for me I I know I'm speaking very ignorantly about it but I do remember hearing the caster say like oh Gastrodon's lined up against Kyogre it's over for Kyogre like really how you know <laughs> but it works <laughs> yes yes for the for the main series games 
abilities are a thing, and uh, it does actually make a huge difference in some of those matchups. Uh, I believe mm. something like bronze on, right? You can't hit it with ground moves because it like levitates wherever. So yeah, it's phys- like it's literally immune to all like ground moves. So you don't want to throw so, any, you know ground moves in in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. It's super effective, right? Yeah, it's super wild. effective due to the steel typing. Yeah, due yeah. to the steel typing. But in the Masters game, is it bronze? Am I thinking about the right Pokemon? It is bronze on, right? Well, if you're a flying type in general, uh, yeah, you're, you're immune. Yeah. You're immune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which bronze I'm familiar is, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly, uh, but I, I see what you're trying to say. Like levitating is different than flying, so it, it comes down to like the unique Pokemon properties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you though. So. Uh, th- we didn't like schedule this out or plan this out. So this is like on the fly. Um, these yellow stops, they kind of raise an idea in my mind that maybe Pokemon Go could start to create specialized Pokestops that could be um, used for other things, other utilities, right? Because these boosted like steroid gold stops gave us like tons of Ultra Balls. Like I said, I emptied out all my Ultra Balls. Almost, I went from 900 to zero from Dratini <laughs> Day. And uh, by the time it, uh, these gold stops, uh, you know, started to, I guess by the time I stopped grinding and I had spun enough of these gold stops is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. is that I was already back up to 400 ultras. So uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I think that these stops could be used for other things down the line. And speaking of VGC and held items, how would you feel if there were unique stops in Pokemon Go that you could only you could only spend those stops to potentially gain a held item and then give that held item to your Pokemon that, that could then use it in battle? Not like a King's Rock or a, you know Dragon Scale, not an evolution item, but a held item like a salt vest or like you know weakness policy, that kind of stuff. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um it would definitely get people that PvP to go out there and grind more too, right? And spend some stops. Exactly. Uh, that would mm-hmm. be nice. Honestly, those things make the game so much more interesting because it adds a, an extra wrinkle into the diversity and complexity of PvP because mm-hmm. your held item on your Dragonite might be different than the one I have, right? And it actually can change the outcome of that match. So I think that would be really cool. And I, I like the idea. You know, honestly... We've come up with some decent ideas on this podcast, and I'm telling you, I'm saying, you know, like we're saying, if you're from Niantic, you're listening, we ain't won't be mad if you steal any ideas and don't credit us. You know, it's uh, right. you can even say it was in the works, and maybe it was in the works for years, right? And we just happened to land on the same idea. Like, we, yeah, we but but do mad. it, do it for the players, you know? Yeah, make, exactly. That'd make be go cool. fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly. Um, and you're talking about like the special stops, so that's exactly why I brought up the gimme goal as well. Because I was thinking like, oh man, I'm I need to save some of these ultra balls for next week. But mm-hmm. no, these these yellow pokey stops that last about 24 hours um, from the end of community day. Well, like like where they had like high amounts. They're still they're still around right now, but just not as in high numbers. Sure. Uh, one, uh, there's like a low chance, but you you could get um, a golden coin from it, a mystery coin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but majority of the time you just get a bunch of items and what a clever and amazing idea from Niantic. So credit where credit is due. Cause it is such yes. a nice idea to give extra items right after community day where everyone's resources are low. Right. Cause mm-hmm. then you can stock up so much Pokeballs too and stuff like that. I think I saw someone on, 
on Twitter that had like over like three thousand ultra balls, right? Just from wow. out these stops, yeah. And my bet, my guess is they spent a lot of those ultra balls beforehand during community day, so they didn't start out with a lot, but they just grinded mm. out for like twenty four hours, right? Pretty much, almost twenty four hours. Um, it was like one of the big grinders that they actually um, they actually got stop capped, so like they spun the maximum amount of stops they can spin in twenty four hours. <laughs> so goodness, dude, I've never I've never been catch capped or stop capped. Me neither. Me neither. I'm not. I'm not at that we're, level. We're casuals, bro. We're just casual players. <laughs> I feel like a casual <laughs> man after losing that bet. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to get to my 10 million dust before the season ends. Yeah, what's your what's your current stardust again? It's like, oh, you're almost at 9 million right now, right? No. So after, after Community Day, I was over nine. And what's crazy to me is that I was looking at the numbers today. Uh, I was at 9,094,000 at 5 p.m. on Saturday, and I'm already at 9,377,000 right now. Oh, wow. So I've go gained like 300, 300K. Yeah, a combination of Go Battle Day and just the adjustments with the spawns have really helped. Like I, I actually have like five to 10 spawns at my house like every 30 minutes, which is amazing. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was actually a recent kind of hidden update from Niantic too. Uh, yes. Do you want to talk about that too? Because it impacts you more than it impacts me. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Niantic announced that they were finally going to adjust the spawn pool. I, I don't want to say finally. I think they've made tweaks and adjustments over time, but this is a big one because this is targeted directly towards rural players. And obviously they want you to go out, spin stops, explore, all that kind of stuff. But if you live like several miles from a city, this has been like a recurring issue ever since Pokemon Go first started. A lot of trainers like don't have the capability to just take you know 30 minutes out of their day to drive into a city, right? Mm. So getting all these local spawns in rural areas is really, really great. And I think that it's tailor-made to uh, rural players. And what I mean by that is, uh, obviously, they know your location, right? They know because every time you open the game, your location is being tracked. That's how they actually populate the map for you. And what I think I figured out is that at your home location where you spend the most time is where they've given you the most spawns. Could be wrong about that, but honestly, like right here where I live, there used to be nothing. And I have to go out like onto the street and start walking down to this intersection to get like three or four spawns. But now I get like a rotation of like 10 to 15 in this one little spot. And I walked around the neighborhood and it's not the same in other places. So I really do feel like they're trying to like send the Pokemon to you, which is definitely very refreshing because it's always been the opposite prior. That's amazing too. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of jealous because even though I live in the city, my area doesn't have a ton of spawns. There's a decent amount of Pokestops. I'm always typically dropping dropping Pokeballs, but there's not mm. nearly as many spawns as you would expect in like someplace like you know LA. But yeah. like like my current like like spawn points when I like just from where I live, there's one Pokestop, and if I'm lucky, a Pokemon spawning. But even like the Pokemon yeah. spawns like can inconsistent. Just that's it. So. Uh, mm -hmm. We might have opposite problems because you might not have as many Pokestops, but um, a lot of spawns these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think the Pokestop problem is a bit of an issue for me. But honestly, you know, uh, the drop rates from the golden stops have been great as well. So I don't I'm not worried about the Pokeballs right now, but maybe after if the golden stops go away after Teddy Ursa Day, mm -hmm. that would be a little upsetting. But, but we don't know when they're going to go away or when they're going to uh, dissipate. Are they going to be here forever? What do you think? uh i don't know actually yeah that's a good question actually speaking of because we, we talked about this earlier too how many gold coins or mysterious coins do you have in total 
because this would be okay. be a good indicator. I'm pretty sure you probably have more than me. I didn't play nearly this much, um, because mm-hmm. I was just doing Go Bow Day and just doing some other stuff the next day. So, so I didn't have a chance to spend too much. So I think uh, I saw House Stark had 18 on Saturday after Community Day. Okay. I only have I only have 14 right now. Okay, that's not too bad. I only have 12. So, okay, yeah, that's uh, close. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that's a that's you probably still sw- swipe quite a bit more. Um, Mm-hmm. of those yellow golden pokestops that i did uh just mm. because um yeah because you don't get coins very often but yeah it, I, there's a cap to it too i think the max you can hold is 99 uh from what i hear online but okay 99 yeah somebody's 99. already at 99 are you How kidding people me people are at i don't i don't know i don't know if it was just like uh like it was i can't remember if it was like pokemoners or something found it in the code mm. or oh i see 99 but i just didn't know I'm pretty sure that 99 is the cap for the maximum amounts. They go gotcha. What these coins are used for? No idea. Bunch of question marks. Just like mm-hmm. just like the roaming form of gimme ghoul. But we'll we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, but I, I'm glad it was it was a cool little addition and I'm glad that they still had the yellow Pokestops. And I hope it's just my hope, but it may not happen. But after Teddy Ursa community day this upcoming weekend we also get a bunch of yellow stops so we could kind of restock again. But Man, not, that's the dream. <laughs> that would be the dream. Not nearly as pressing because there's not like another community coming up the following weekend, so you don't mm. really need that many balls um, and resources right away, but um, it would be nice to have for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is it for Stardust events for a while, and I, I sincerely feel that way. It's disappointing to say it, but uh, we had the Double Dust Duskull Spotlight Hour, and then we had... Dratini Classic, and now we're having Teddy Ursa. And I feel like after that, I think it's going to dry up, Caleb. I don't think we're going to see a, a triple Stardust event for a while, unfortunately. Oh, not feeling very optimistic, are you? I'm not. I think they're spoiling us. I think that this is uh, this is it. It might be. It might be. But, you know, honestly, like, that's that's fine. We get we got quite a bit here, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, like, we don't have a bunch mm-hmm. more anytime soon but you know we always have the consistent double stardust uh on spotlight hour we had a really good double stardust one with the haunter one uh so shout oh, out yeah Atlantic for that mm-hmm. one um that was earlier this i'm month, also yeah last month october yeah yeah that was a big one i'm also impressed with the second stage evolutions that are spawning right now mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of fero i've seen a lot of weeping bell also some victory bell don't love to see it in Go Battle League, but I will catch that thing all day. If it oh, spawns. a little third stage evolution. I've been getting a, a decent amount of those from the adventure daily adventure incense. Oh, nice! I saw my champ yesterday. So, dude, speaking of that, I've encountered two Galarian birds, and they both run. I think uh, I think I'm gonna post those videos on on Twitter and ask people to just roast me because my throws are <laughs> awful. <laughs> like, honestly, I wouldn't roast you too much because my throws personally are not the best either, especially when it's um. <laughs> Articuno and Moltres are both pretty hard. Zapdos is a little bit easier, but the attack animation is super long, so it could also be pretty mm-hmm. easy to mess up. You've only seen two? No, no, no. I just mean recently. Oh, okay. okay I think I, I think I've seen I think I've seen four total, but I don't do my daily every day. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I've seen like probably <laughs> over like probably fifteen at this point. Oh wow. Yeah, not me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember we were we were in uh was it we were in London uh-huh. and you said I had not even seen a Galarian bird yeah so you've seen fifteen since London dude quite a bit quite a bit yeah. wow yeah all right yeah probably at, at least ten 
I, I think probably I, I think probably close to fifteen actually. Wow. Yeah. I, I used to screen I, I still screen record them when I encounter one, but I just have a bunch of screen recordings of them running away. <laughs> so I used to even post on TikTok every time one ran away. I was like, this is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But oh my goodness. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Galarian Birds. Um so we talked about this a little bit last week because we saw in the headlines there's this event called Greedy Gluttons. Yes. And we made a couple predictions. And let's just say it was not what we expected. What we were <laughs> yeah. for. But yeah. it is what it is. You know, I think I, I wasn't, I'm not super disappointed because I knew that it likely wasn't going to be what we predicted. If you're mm-hmm. curious about what we thought the event was going to be, just listen to our last most recent episode. But Greedy Gluttons is upon us. It is starting on Wednesday, November 9th. 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. So for some parts of the world, it already started. It hasn't started for us yet because we're recording this on uh, November 8th. But um, it will be from November 9th to November 17th. So a little over a week. And you got a couple interesting debut. So we have Guzzlord, the Ultra Beast. It's called the Junkivore. Junkivore Pokemon. <laughs> um, makes its Pokemon Go debut in five-star raids from... November eighth to November twenty third. I haven't done one of these raids yet, but some parts people in different parts of the world have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also event bonus. So one half hatch distance for the first three eggs hatch during the event using Pokemon Go egg hatching widget. Which is that just a official terminology for the Infinity Incubator? Uh, no, so it's actually a widget that you can get on. I have mine on iPhone. I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Yeah. Um, but you can uh, you can actually like once you go into your widgets that are available, Pokemon Go has two. It has one for your buddy, I believe, and then one for your eggs. And I have the buddy one on right now. But this is interesting that they're trying to integrate this more into everyone's devices. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting to me. Wait, I've never even heard of widgets before. What is that? It's like a it's like a large panel that's that's uh, much bigger than just a single app. It can take up oh. like four apps or eight apps worth of space, and you can fill it with other things. So you can say like, I want all of my my Pokemon in this widget, and then you just open up this widget. It's like a big folder, uh, or it can like display real time data, like how many hearts your buddy has, or how many eggs are incubating, that kind of stuff. Is this? Is this new on the most recent iOS update? Is that what it is? Oh, man, iOS I don't want to say that it's. I don't want to say that it's brand new, but I did just add it to my phone after I upgraded to the to the fourteen Pro. Oh, just nice, just a few weeks ago. Nice, nice little yeah. flex there, the fourteen Pro. <laughs> oh, uh, the last one that I had was uh, the iPhone eleven. That's so what that I'm phone using, was like. Actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Your, so you're, did you start like crapping out or something? Because mine's like actually still pretty good. This is. This is probably one of the longest I've had my phones for without any issues. Like I've had phones mm. for probably longer, but they were just like on their last dying breath, like everything. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember once, like I was doing a Rayquaza raid. This this is the last. No, this is a time before the last time. That was when I was mm. using an iPhone six, and I could barely even do the Rayquaza raid. So I drove straight no. to the Sprint store, uh, which <laughs> the Sprint's not even a thing anymore. But I drove straight to the Sprint store to get a new phone that that day, and it took me about wow. like two hours or like an hour or so in the store to even get the verification. 
because I, mm. I was like, all right, just like, just go to this website and verify yourself. And it took me like almost an hour to log into this website because my phone was just dying. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if it was how I was using the phone because I do have like, uh, I lost my old iPhone charger. So I was using like a third party USB-C charger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after I started to use the third party USB-C charger, my battery life kind of dipped and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't keep the phone alive as long as I used to be able to. I and see. I felt like I was losing some frames as well. So I'm not sure if it was like a heat problem or if I like messed something up by using a different charging cable or whatever, but uh, it was a solid phone, man. Um, The way I always think of it is that I got it two weeks before the Orlando mega tournament back in the day. Uh, I got two weeks, two weeks before that. And then I just traded it in like a month ago. Yeah. I think I got mine after the Orlando mega tournament Mm because yeah, it was, it was after go battle league started. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, the iPhone, do you have the 11 Pro or Pro Max? Um, Good question. I honestly, honestly don't remember. I wonder if it's um, maybe because I got the Pro Max that this one's lasting so long. Yeah, mine was oh. smaller. Mine wasn't the full size. Oh, okay, okay. It might, might that might be it. Yeah, I was like, I need the best there is, mom. <laughs> like, I was telling her. Mom, <laughs> I mean, I still bought it myself, but she was like, why do you need to get this one? I was like, it's, like, it's Pokemon Go. I need to make sure it's running at a high-functioning gear the entire time which you know Mm. shout out to the iphone 11 pro max because it's been holding it down for over two years almost three years i got it i got in like late winter like early 2020 Mm. so dude that's but okay but that's always how it is with parents right like they're always like are you sure you need this and we're like yeah yeah gotta have it i remember back when i was in uh and not to get too far off topic but back when i was in marching band mm-hmm. i like wanted a certain pair of drumsticks but they were like 14 dollars for this drumsticks and i was like dad i need these i need to have these because everyone else on the drum line has these and he was like but why and i said well they sound different which is true right it, it actually is true the timber of the stick can affect how the drum sounds but to like the untrained ear <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, like to the, to the untrained ear, like I hear no difference. So you always, I, I always at least had to like argue with my parents. I'm like, please, I need this. This is my upgrade. I need it. And you just went full, full out on the 14. I didn't even know they had a 14. That's it just a, dropped. It just uh, like, dropped. Like, uh, like a month ago, I think. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Actually, I put like a case and a screen protector on it. Uh, prior on the iPhone 11, I just had like a screen protector. I used to have a case for a while. But uh, I just like the feel of having no case on it. So I was one of those caseless, uh, crazy people. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty um, that's pretty bold. It's <laughs> pretty bold. I got yeah. a question for you, kind of slightly unrelated. Sure. How many um, how many unread Discord notifications do you have? Dude, you see that? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. In my defense, right. <laughs> I joined a ton of discords for go battle league arena because I needed to find people. So in the early days I would like see somebody's name on the leaderboard and then I just go into like a discord in Australia and I search their name. I go into the Sylph discord. I go into wallowers discord. I go into FP sticks discord and I just search their name everywhere and like dozens of discords try to find them. So like, I guess you could say is due to my, you know, history of being a a stalker for, uh, for GBLA. But, Uh uh, yeah, dude, I have 1300 notifications. Oh, that's not as I, bad as I thought because I'm looking at the – so I'm looking at the the category with – or the box with Discord in it, and mm-hmm. you have 7,391 unread. 
something. Oh, wait. Maybe I have more than that. So uh, No, I'll it's think- all Discord. It's all Discord. Oh, yeah. okay. Look at Speedy Chief trying to, try to downplay numbers. Only a thousand something. <laughs> no, no, no. No, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I don't know where that number came from. But honestly, dude, Discords are... Why don't I have, you just I have, like, I, mute them or something? Or like, I do. Or I have, I, have an, I have it on mentions only. On like every Discord I'm in, it's mentions only. So if you like type in a message that's meant for me in Discord and I don't respond, it's not because I'm an asshole. It's because I literally can't take any more notifications popping up. That many mentions? Popular guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's everyone tags. Everyone tags. Oh. Okay, I I left a lot of those the random discourse I joined back in the day mm-hmm. too that uh, just aren't as active. But yeah, wow, interesting. I learned a lot. Okay, so, yes. so anyway, yeah, we're on, like a side quest. The yeah. Widget. <laughs> yeah, so get look into the witches. I mean, I personally will look into it as well too. Thank you for that info. Um, yes, sir. But only the first three, which is not a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess it's cool. Uh. It- we've talked about this before like all of the all of the eggs like hatch with the widget i don't even know what the widget does like like how do you use a widget to hatch an egg over like are you could it be any incubator like what does that exactly mean like the widget itself hatches eggs on top no of no, no. I, I think i think what they're trying to indicate is that pokemon go knows if you're using the widget display uh versus uh versus just your regular app because i guess they're sending that additional data to the widget and they want Pokemon Go to take up more of your screen space so that you'll engage with it more. So this is like a reward for having the widget because it does take up like the size of four apps on your phone. So every time you open that unlock screen, you got to look at it. Oh, I see. I see. I think it just just like my my first impression is that it's a it's a marketing and screen time thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. A uh, little little cross promotion. I see. Yeah. I mean, it's clever, right? It's a good way to promote your, your functions, but we talked about this. We talked about this before plenty of times and I've seen people on Twitter and Twitch starting to engage in it, but these boxes, man, the incubators, they're still hot garbage. Yeah, so they are not... still hot garbage. It's, it's actually, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so the... bad every time I look at it. <laughs> Yeah, the only things I'm hatching are are the 12 kilometers on Stardust community days when I'm trying to beat Caleb Pang. That's the only time I hatch anything these days. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, don't you worry. I'm going to stop this next one. Don't you worry. All right. Don't you worry. Uh, so I would be really bummed if you don't have weather boost and I do, because then if I go all out, and I mean, I'm still going then to go we all can't, out. Yeah. Yeah, we can't compare. We can't compare. But yeah, for those that don't know, we set up another bets. And now the score is tied. It's two to two. Nice. So, I mean, I feel good about the GBL bet, but you know, outside of that, <laughs> even if I win that one, it's it's three to three. If I lose this one, so I, I gotta I gotta step in for at least one dub here, right? This this month. Yeah, you got this, man. You got this. That sounds incredibly sarcastic, but I'll do my best. Anyway, greasy button. Um, so there's the hatch event. <laughs> there's a hatch bonus. But we have wild encounters too. Nothing yep. wild like Alolan Rotata. Bro, we called the Squovit though. Squovit, Look at us. Yeah. Squovit. Uh, Badoof. I didn't think about Badoof, but that that actually is a. Um, it does make sense with the theme of the event too. I mean, Badoof mm-hmm. almost looks like like a potential like distant cousin of Squovit, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. Squirrel. Definitely the m- mammalian Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but also they got Lickitung, Snorlax, and Swalot that will be 
in the wild, and if you're lucky, you may encounter those. So that'll be that'll be nice too. Wild Lickitung spawns don't. It's great for yeah. It's great for people that are building regional teams. Mm -hmm. It's very very good for that. Yes, yes, definitely. I know a teammate of mine, Ramberto, is working on his too. So uh, that'll be a good one to have. Um, Let's go, Berto. But yeah, no, 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 uh, no double or or Wulu spawns like we were hoping for. Um, no, like interesting berry mechanic or anything. But it is what it I is. know, man. We had so many, so many cool ideas, and also uh, in the spawn pool, we don't see Lechonk, which is another no, Scarlet Violet Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Well, I was gonna say, I was like, can they really release that before Scarlet Violet comes out? But the thing is. Uh, they've released like Meltan before that was released in the main series game, mm -hmm. and they released Gimme Ghoul. So, but yep. maybe maybe not. But I mean, that would have been a nice little promo thing. And this event ends on the seventeenth, right? So the day before Scarlet and Violet drops, maybe Lechonk wow. spawns everywhere in the wild afterward when the game spawns. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be something happening when Scarlet and Violet drops for sure on the eighteenth. But mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Um. But yeah, and then you can hatch different things from seven kilometer eggs. Um, it's Cherubi. I guess you only encounter three things: it's Cherubi, Gibble, and Munchlax. And mm -hmm. if you hatch Munchlax, you can potentially get shiny Munchlax too for the first time, which is kind of wild. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a cool looking shiny as well. And you know, there's shiny Snorlax already, but shiny Munchlax was not acquirable beforehand. And then a bunch of field research tasks, execute, Ruby, Swirlix, nothing too wild there, to be honest. Um, none of them are extra dust, right? No, I don't believe so. Ruby, I don't I... have a shiny of, though, so I would mm -hmm. definitely be down for that. I don't know if I have a shiny Swirlix either, but you were yeah, going to say something? Called... Oh, no, I was just going to mention, we called... Uh... Basically, what we did was we looked up the Pokemon that learned Gluttony, mm -hmm. and we did nail the Snorlax. Yep. We got the uh, Alolan Rattata, like we yeah. thought we would. I think Badoof um, was the one that learns it too, right? I think we, um, we might have mentioned that. I think so, but but scrolling through the list, I don't see it, but it definitely like feels like it, it could be shoehorned in because oh, okay. it's so similar. Yeah, maybe we didn't say that then. But yeah, that was yeah, that was a good read by us. Yeah, Mun Munchlax is in that pool that we picked out, and so is Squowit. So a couple of hits, a couple of misses, and the new Pokemon, unfortunately, did not make it into it. At least not yet. Yeah, Lechonk. But I'm we hopeful. Shall we shall see. Um, and then on top of that, there's a Team Go Rocket takeover as well. Luke Dude, I'm starting on the so, Monday, the 14th. I'm so, so excited. Yes, well, break break it down for us, dude. I can't even like I can't even let you finish your point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, <you're kidding>. uh, <laughs> so November 14 uh, to 17, like you said, Caleb Shadow Mewtwo returns, and I guess I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, dude. I'm going to channel all of my my Rosemary Necra energy because she has a Shadow Hundo Mewtwo, and I need it. I'm going to try. Right, I already have one um, Team Go Rocket leader radar that I haven't used. I'm going to use that one. And then you get a special research that you can claim until the end of the season of light, which ends on December 1st. That also gives you that leader radar. So I'm really excited. It's called the super rocket radar. Excuse me. And chase down Giovanni. New <laughs> shadows are getting added as well. Shadow Alolan Diglett, Shadow Natu, Shadow Whalmer, and Shadow Golet. And I saved the best one for last, Shadow Onyx. Dude, 
Shadow Steelix is going to be the most menacing shadow available. Maybe besides like Shadow Shiny Charmander. And speaking of that, right? This, this is just the perfect segue, right? The Tingo Rocket leaders are going to change their Pokemon as well. So if you want a Shiny Shadow Kanto Starter, Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, you only have until this event begins to snag those because they're going to change over the rotation and we don't know which Pokemon they're going to get. So that's a huge one right there. I might actually go out and fight some some um, Sierras and and uh, Arlos today because I want the Charmander and the and the uh, Squirtle. Excuse me. Did you get the Bulbasaur already? No, I don't have any Kanto uh, shiny oh, starters. Okay, okay. I, I th- you only want the Squirtle and the Charmander, though. Yeah, right? I, I was actually <laughs> I, I actually was was beefing with my Twitch chat about which one looked the best, mm-hmm. and I just ranked the sh- the shiny Shadow Charizard as number one, even though oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Blastoise main. Shadow so, Shiny Charmander looks pretty cool too. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think about the Venusaur, it is like a golden flower on top with the shadows. That's kind of cool. And then the the Blastoise is like, you know, pink with or purple rather with shadows, which yeah. is yeah, you know, it's okay. I think the Charizard is just the best, but dude, Shadow Steelix is gonna be lit. Event bonuses, Team Go Rockets will be appearing more frequently at stops and balloons. Uh I actually feel like the Team Go Rockets were turned off at the beginning of the golden stop. Uh, seg- segment that they did after Dratini Day. I don't know if that was planned, but I didn't see a single Go Rocket for like two hours. Oh, maybe. Afterwards. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. You can TM away frustration, so if you have any good shadows that you're saving, now is the time to do it. In eggs, you get Larvitar, Absol, Scrappy, Sandile, Scraggy, Ponyard, Volibee, Dino, Pancham, Scralp, and Salandit. But the news here is that Ponyard can now be shiny, which is kind of cool. It's like a blue shiny. Right? Yeah, and Ponyard is kind of a menace in Willpower Cup, but we'll, we'll get Dude, into that. Dude, such so a menace. It is, it is pretty pretty, uh, pretty good. I will say, we talked about shiny shadow starters, yes. and I didn't have a single Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur until yesterday, the 7th of November. I got Whoa. my first ever shiny Charmander. So, oh, let's go! Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh man, there's some hope because some people were getting it the moment they dropped, right? That first weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the last Team Rocket go, uh, takeover, but not me, not me, not Speedy either, apparently. But we got a few no. more days, so definitely going to grind out. I mean, I need to stock up some more 12 kilometer eggs too. I'm only at, I'm only at four out of 12 at the moment. So yeah, I think I'm the same actually. I think I'm only at four. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, I have five, so we're really, really close. Okay. Okay, let's see how this. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the twelve right for Teddy. Get twelve out twelve, yeah, for that that next for this upcoming weekend. I mean, you uh, not we. I mean, I do. You you could do what. Oh you yeah. Do, you know? Well, thanks thanks to the encouragement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I usually just only hatch twelve kilometer eggs. So I don't really even hatch seven kilometers or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's my go to anyway. But shiny ponyard on top of that, I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ponyard is actually quite good. I thought about making one, but I don't have any with like a really great spread. But I already have like 325 like XL candies from just hatching these. So nice. So it could be good. But now that they could be shiny, hey, maybe it's better that I didn't power up any yes. I could power up a shiny one. But um, that'll be cool. Um, and then there'll be a field research reward that'll be rewarding a mysterious component. Not okay. really sure what that is, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll just the- help you. Build like a rocket radar. Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, like one of those mystery components or something. But, um, but yeah. So 
Make sure it's talked about and charge TMs. TM off all the shadow stuff. Now, here's the thing. Sure. I'm not here to call anyone out specifically or stigmatize people. But when there's an event like this, you do not you do not be conservative with how you spend your TMs, right? You could always get more TMs, right? Don't be conservative and say, you know what? This Pokemon, this shadow variant might not be might not be super useful, so I'm not going to TM it. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You TM everything that's relevant, right? Like I wouldn't TM like five Squirtles if three of them or four of them are bad, right? You TM the one that's good, right? For PP or for PVE or whatever, right? Whatever reason. But mm-hmm. you don't but you gotta TM at least one of everything, right, that you have. Cause in case it gets good. Cause I'll put it this way. I mean, I could just name it just because they post it on Twitter. Sure. I saw a post from Purple Kyogre. Mm-hmm. fellow content creator great content creator um about after teddy ursa community day was announced do you see this uh no no I'd, I'd rather you you tell everybody i think i might have but but i don't know i can't remember the details so obviously teddy ursa community day coming up uh is we're gonna have ursa luna it's going to learn uh, uh what do you call it it's going to learn high horsepower and it's going to be a yes. new pokemon could be really great for master league maybe even ultra and great league stuff like that so pretty awesome right and pretty great to see and a lot of people are like oh that's gonna be a great time uh gonna love seeing that but um but some people are like wait i didn't tm my shadow teddy ursa yeah like that's not a good time right like i i i didn't tm my shadow teddy ursa so uh please like niantic please have a rocket takeover event before Teddy Ursa Community Day, so I could TM it off. Very mm-hmm. understandable, right? Reasoning and stuff like that. So, so Purple Kyogre tweets this out on October seventeenth. Please allow us to TM away frustration before Community Day at Niantic Help, and it shows a Teddy Ursa he has, and really great spread zero, twelve, fourteen, Teddy Shadow Teddy Ursa, and you know I will say. Panic called him out and said, yo, Purple Kyogre, you had two years to TM what you've been doing, right? And it was literally <laughs> two years. And you commented on this as well. You said two years to the exact date. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Look at the, the time, the date when he caught the Teddy Ursa, it was 2020. He caught this Teddy Ursa in 2020 with a 0-12-14 spread. Not even like a, you know, like a weird like 15-2, like 5 spread or yeah. something, right? With PvP IVs, it's and and you know Purple Kyogre I assume is plays the game quite a bit because I see in the screenshot the man has twenty million Stardust, over twenty million Stardust. So yep. safe to say Purple Kyogre got a couple extra TMs, right? You know, extra charge TMs. I'd be shocked if he's starving for charge TMs. <laughs> two years, two years. Like yes, I do agree. I think it would be cool if Niantic could have done this beforehand. But if you had a Teddy Ursa shadow prior to the last, if you had one st- saved prior to the last uh, Team Rocket takeover events and you didn't TM it, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, look, obviously some people take breaks and stuff like that, so that happens. But Purple Kyogre definitely didn't take a break during the last Team Rocket takeover events. I'm pretty sure yeah. of that, right? So, like, my and even if he did, did he take a break for the last five of them? Because two years ago, we had a couple <laughs> chances, but yeah, go ahead. 
No, no, no. You, you make a really good point. We've had so many chances. And and like sometimes I'm sympathetic, right? Sometimes people are like, well, I don't have charged TMs. Because for me personally, that was like a serious issue, especially when, you know, I was doing Sylph and Go Battle League at the same time, trying to make content, doing all this stuff. I'm like, man, I need to TM everything. I need to TM my Mew for factions. I need to TM my Deoxys back to Psycho Boost. I need to do all this, all this nonsense, right? Uh, but then, you know, I don't know if I just started reading more or if more TMs started to come through Go Battle League awards or what, but now I have an abundance of charged TMs right now for the first time ever. And I'm like, man, just everything, no matter if it's like semi-viable, kind of viable, maybe not viable, but cool. You know, like you're, for example, you can just answer yes or no. Your shiny shadow Charmander, will you TM frustration away? Wait, 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 say, say, say that again. No, no, just asking for your your brand new shiny uh-huh. shadow Charmander. Are yeah, you going to TM for you absolutely away? do? Yeah, honestly, exactly. Any, exactly. Any shadow? I I thought I thought I wasn't even sure if you're asking a rhetorical question, like if it was actually a question or not. Because it's like I was like, that's a no brainer for me. But oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, no, 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 you're good, you're good. Yeah, no. So here's what I do. I I check all my shadows right before these events. I'll transfer the ones that are just like not relevant. Right. I'm like, oh, like this one has a weird spread on this. I don't know, like Charmander, right? I have another mm. one that I could use instead or a couple other ones in case I want to make one for Great League, Ultra League, whatever. So I'll transfer all the like spare ones that like, because you can't trade them. So like it, it, you, you can only do so much with like like five different like shadow, like not to whoever, right? But, yeah, of course. you know, save the ones you want or the shinies, right? The shiny, like the, the char- shiny Charmander spread I have isn't great. So I'm probably never going to use it, but also TM it, right? Because this is one TM. It's yeah. Shadow Charmander, shiny Charmander. Um, or if I only have one thing, right? Like if I only have one mm-hmm. nose shadow nose pass, I'll TM it because it's the only one I have and maybe the shadow variant comes in handy. And here's the easiest thing you can do when you have these events. Type in your search bar, the app button, frustration. It pulls up every Pokemon that learns frustration in your storage. That way you can see all the shadows you have and then you can just TM, TM them mm-hmm. away, right? And then yep. they go away too. When you TM them, it'll, it'll be one less on the list. So you really mm-hmm. just work through the entire list of Pokemon. All right. Obviously, like I would just appraise and sort them out first before you do all that, just so that you don't have like TM stuff that you don't actually need. But yes, that is the general strategy. Anyway. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I would post it himself, so I, I don't feel too bad about mentioning it. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny too, but <laughs> don't be like Purple Kyogre here. <laughs> TM everything. Yeah. I'm sure Purple Kyogre learned his lessons probably again. Dude, if Purple Kyogre still doesn't TM this Teddy Ursa like at this time, uh, I don't know what to say, right? But it's just like a pain because now you have to wait till like December rolls around unless you want to use a Lee TM. And mm-hmm. you also, for Ursaluna, you can only evolve it on a full moon. Yep. What he's going wait for? He has to wait for a full moon too. He can't even just lead TM right away. So, yeah, dude, it's insane. And, and honestly, like if you're talking about maximizing engagement, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to schedule the Team Rocket before the Teddy Ursa Community Day. But then again, like Shadow Teddy Ursa has not been at the front of everyone's minds, right? Just like PK. It, People probably don't think about that Pokemon very much. So like, I kind of understand why it's an afterthought at this point, but a lot of people that want this, this Pokemon, they want a shadow Ursa Luna. They, they look at this and they don't see the, um, the, they see the team rocket event happening after the community day. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm probably not even going to remember. And they probably won't ever evolve up there or yeah, they won't ever TM in December. They won't ever like do the evolution. They won't ever follow through 
because it's just too much of a commitment to like remember to do this down the line, especially for the more casual players. So I think if you're just trying to maximize engagement, you just need to line everything up and make things easy for the players to stay on your game and to stay engaged. And I think having the Team Rocket event prior to a special community day like this is really important. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I, I blanked on what I was going to say, but <laughs> You're um, good. no, so, so to correct myself too, someone like Purple Cryogre, if um, he did want to spend a lead TM as well, uh, he actually technically just evolved his head of Ursa, right? Because he could just TM sure. off frustration afterward. He could still evolve into Ursa Luna. So if you do have one and you just want to spend the lead TM or you want to use it as soon as possible, just like as soon as the rocket event starts, um, which is shortly uh, after this upcoming two days day. it's, it's, it's literally yeah it's literally two days after which is unfortunate but um but yeah you could just you could just evolve it into ursula and just tm it off tm off uh frustration after that and then delete mm-hmm. it. so exactly there's that but anyway yeah dude i'm gonna grind those shadow onyx i'm going after yeah it. yeah onyx is going to be interesting too and that's not going to be part of the the leaders too which means that they might be more common Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, Shadow Ultra Leak Onyx or Celix, that could be what wild. A, it's already what a pretty beast. Nice. Yeah, it's already really solid too. So that'll be pretty cool because it's so bulky. My only regret yeah. is I already spent so many XLs on making my regular Celix, so I'm gonna have to go back to grinding it. But uh, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's fine. Happy to walk a Celix if uh, I get if I have like a high rank one for Ultra Leak. But yeah, of course. Shadow. Yeah, man, I just put up the uh, the Sims on Shadow Steelix and Ultra League. Let's say if we let me maximize the stats here again, going to pvpoke.com mm-hmm. to uh, really like plug all this in and figure this out. Well, Steelix already ranks really high without the shadow form, so I can only imagine yes. Shadow because Shadow it's, on a bulky Pokemon like that is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's got a slightly worse matchup against Needle Queen, but it does uh, it, it improves a lot of the wins that it already gets, for example. Regular Steelix against Greedent is a rating of 618, which is, you know, above 500, but you don't survive with a ton of HP. But with the Shadow, you go to 692. Giratina Altered goes from 673 rating to 780, which oh, is like, wow. ins- yeah, you improve a lot of the wins you get. Mm-hmm. Kofa Grigas goes from a 512 as a regular Steelix to a 603. Oh, uh, what about yeah, Trevenant? It's, like, it's a strict upgrade. Uh, let me see. Trevenant. That's an interesting one. Uh, Trevenant actually improves slightly. Uh, the regular Steelix has a rating of 600 and the Shadow is 640. Okay. Yeah, you're still 20 wins, 20 losses against the Open Ultra League meta, but a lot of your wins are bigger. Mm-hmm. This is a huge one. This is the last one I'll mention. For regular Snorlax, you go from a 554 rating to 753. You gain 200 points in that in that single matchup alone. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a... Uh... Uh, that's pretty big. That is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I think, and uh, this just means a good one go to ahead. make. I mean, it could be interesting in Great League too, right? Um, mm, very. Because it's still bulky in that. It just means that you're exiting with more HP and more energy, and that just carries over into every other matchup. Like, if you have a Pokemon like Galvantula, right? It like you know dominates, quote unquote, dominates psychic types. It really destroys dark types, blah blah. But in the process, you're spending shields, you're spending almost all your energy, and then your turn cycles are so slow that it's hard for you to like fight back. So changing something from 600 to 750 is huge because you come out with probably 25 percent more health, some stored energy, and you can just like 
set your other Pokemon up for success, especially if you run Psychic Fangs and Crunch. That's like two like debuff potentials just right there in your back pockets. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That'll, uh... <laughs> dude, it's gonna be, that's gonna be wild. I'm definitely gonna mm-hmm. be hunting those down for sure too, and seeing how we could get those. You know, you forgot to mention too the all-powerful yeah. new release of Shadow Golettes as well. Okay, I'm curious about this one because I, I saw our buddy uh, Clash and Cliff say that it was actually like huge in raids, uh-huh. like it's, huge uh, damage for energy. Could, it could be, yeah, it, it could have pretty solid DPE in raids, but um, in PvP. I'm pretty sure it's still gonna be hot garbage. I have <laughs> oh, not no. I have not lost to a single Golurk, to my knowledge, since in PvP yet. I've seen it a couple times in the past two weeks. Um in Ultra League Halloween Cup and Great League Halloween Cup. because uh, mm-hmm. you could power it up enough to, to use an Ultra League. And I had a team that was I mean, I had a I had a tentacle in the lead, which is definitely loses to it, and no big deal, no big deal. Just, just brine it, you know. <laughs> I I don't I just go to Scizor and just like put in work, and the Kafagrigus puts in work too. Like just run Runarius. I don't understand. Like yeah, this is stop stop making fast food pressure a thing. <laughs> this must stop. <laughs> like the reason why Charm works so well is because Charm is just so good as a move. Mm-hmm. It, and it mudslap ain't no charm. Let's just put it that way. So yeah, stop trying to make mudslap happen. Yeah, <laughs> stop trying to make just go lurk happen. But <laughs> that's my thing. But anyway, shadow golet is a is a thing. You know, funny enough too, I save all my golets. The irony here to trade with people. <laughs> so no way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I, I just like just get some XLs for whatever reason I may need it for. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe it is for the raids, right? Because if I have a well, I don't have 76 XLs. So I was gonna say maybe if I get like a hundred, watch me get a hundred percent Shadow Golet, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should Dang max this out for raids, you know? Because Clashing yeah. said it's a good idea, and you know he knows what he's talking about. But no, he does. It, it'd be so wild, dude. You'd be that guy in the in the raid party. I let me know. Let me know, everybody who's listening, if you ever do this. If it's like an easy raid, you have like ten or twelve people. Do you ever just like dodge constantly to see what other Pokemon your like raid partners are bringing? You're going to be that one dude with this like gigantic shadow iron giant looking thing, just like slowly mud slapping away at like a poison raid boss. <laughs> it's going to be Caleb Pink right there <laughs> with the Hundo Shadow Golurk. Yeah. The thing is, even if it has good DPE, like, yeah, it's good. Right. But I don't know if I power it up because after after that, what they're going to release like Shiny Gibble. Right then you're like, oh well, Shiny Garchomp is definitely gonna do better than Shiny Golurk or, or Shadow Gar- Golurk, right? And sure. so then you're like, I powered this up for what? For like an extra damage, you know, uh, some extra damage and raids for like three months, right? Before well, I'm just speculating. I don't know. I don't know. For the I'm... memes, bro. For <laughs> the memes. Angle, <laughs> uh, dude, uh, no, it's expensive. I'll just put it that way. It's expensive. I have dude, a shadow. St- I have I have a shadow ninety eight percent. Uh, Gardevoir, I could power up, Ooh. and I do that before that, just because that actually could be pretty good for Guzzlord. Um, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't really talk about Guzzlord stats, but yeah, so Guzzlord is being released, man. We're talking about all this random stuff, and we didn't even cover this. But Guzzlord, it sims really well. How it mm-hmm. performs might be a different story, 
but it is a dark dragon, right? So just like Hydreigon and Zwilas, mm-hmm. so double weak to fairy. But its move sets are fast moves is Dragon Tail and Snarl, and then charge moves is Brutal Swing, Dragon Claw, Crunch, and Sludge Bomb. So I mean, really similar to uh, Zwilas or, or Hydreigon in a couple ways. But mm-hmm. uh, the move set recommended on P Poke is Dragon Tail with Dragon Claw and Crunch, and mm-hmm. it seemed to be the 14th strongest Pokemon, rank 14. In Wait, you mean overall? Oh, over, no. Overall. Open Great League. Yeah. No shots. Check Is it, it that high? Evenpoke.com. Yeah. But here's the thing. Oh my goodness. Double is 13. Wish Cash is 12. I mean, we people uh... are using Wish Cash. So the sim- simulations might be a little little more skewed, right? Um, no way. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Guzzlord. Guzzlord. It is bulky. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultra League. Take a look. 14 right. overall. Same moveset. Dragon Tail, Dragon what? Claw, Crunch. Yeah, 14 overall. I might but actually again, have to rate some. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, might, have, I might actually rate some now. Maybe, maybe. I mean, but you guys things like Buzzwell and 13 and stuff like that, and like you don't see Buzzwell that mm-hmm. often, right? So there's like Reggie Rock number seven, right? So like the simulations may not tell at all. But yeah. Ultra Interesting. League. Take a guess for Master League. Uh, it does. It doesn't even pop up on the radar because the CP is so low. <laughs> it's like it's like number one hundred. That's my guess. Not too not too far off. Seventy seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that one it's not as good for match league. So, um, yeah. So that that is definitely that's definitely um one trade off there. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's worth rating for. Um, you could definitely re-roll them to Great League. I believe it's almost like mm-hmm. a Tapu Fini. Um, the low friendship yep. will potentially get you there. Uh, honestly, it's probably going to excel the most in Ultra League, if I were to guess, but mm-hmm. um, a few less fairies, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, could be, it could be a good one. So, To give you a snapshot of Master League, the reason it's ranked so low is because, for example, Mewtwo maxes out at 4,724 CP at level 50. Guzzlord, level 50, maximum, 296 XLs, all the Stardust in the world, 3,264. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's because of all it's, that bulk too. So Yeah, it's like 1,500 CP less. It's a whole Great League Pokemon less than Mewtwo. <laughs> Yikes. Mewtwo is pretty wild too. Um, speaking sure. of which, do you have a bunch of radar stored? Um, do you mean like uh, rocket radars? Uh, like like the like the Giovanni radars. Oh, I only have one. I have oh, one stack. Okay, because okay. Okay, yeah, because I was curious if you're going to do a bunch for Mewtwo or not too. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I, don't, I have a little more than one, but not that much. I have. No, never mind. I have one too. <laughs> I don't know what uh, I'm talking. Did about. I? I went in. I went in for Lugia. Uh, when Lugia yeah. came out, I spent like two or three of my stored ones Same. to try to get a good Shadow Lugia. Yeah. Yeah. But then Shadow Latias has been in the pool. I'm like, nah. I'll I'll pass on that. I actually did the Shadow Latias and Latios just in case, I guess, right? Sure. I mean, Shadow Latias, I've seen a couple of them in PvP lately, so... Oh, gross. <laughs> Running Charm, bro. Charm. <laughs> or the shadow, Triple Shadow Charm strats, but that's, oh. a, that's a different thing. But I've seen anyway. plenty of, of Latios, uh, Shadow Titar, and Shadow Glade. Latios? So t Or Latias, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, SmackDown Double Charm, Triple mm. Shadows. It's gross. <laughs> uh, people love their fast from pressure teams. You know what? Dude, At least tap. there's some place for it, right? And some, some 
some of these lines can work once in a while and go badly. It ain't going to work and show six and play Pokemon tournaments. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But you can do it. You can make it work here. They're here. Yeah, um, there's anyway. only one person I know that can bring Bastiat on to show six. <laughs> True. And not rely on fast and pressure. You know. Exactly. That guy's got some skills. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was Meteor Follion, right? <laughs> Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, uh, no. honestly i media folia was using that shell victory bell so i ain't even saying that silent beast though was using uh charge room pressure pokemon with bassidon uh yeah. in what's this there's baltimore so that yeah, guy yeah, definitely yeah. knows what's up but either way it is what it is. Uh, this is that's going to be a pretty good event, though. Overall, Greedy Gluttons, I think. Uh, not not the ones that not the one that Speed and I drew up, but uh, still could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said before, Teddy Ursa Community Day upcoming Saturday, two p.m. to five p.m. again. Uh, Triple Star does. You just got to play it. You just got to play it. Uh, make got sure you to. evolve too. Yeah, got to play it. Uh, and we'll we'll do a Stardust contest again. So take a screenshot if you power up your Pokemon ten times. Speed, okay. Right. So, so we could factor that, factor that in. Man, I was even thinking. I was feeling so good. I was like, man, if he doesn't let me take the seventy eight k like dust calculated, <laughs> I got this. Right. I could. I could take a seventy eight k hit. Uh, no, nah, dude. I was. I was, I, game. I I was on game. the point where I was like, I was teetering on like, on uh, on just hopelessness. I was like, man, Caleb posted that screenshot. He's at the wall. He's got all these stops. He's in LA. He's probably got London driving him. He's gonna just destroy me. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, I'm just. I should just quit catching. I should just like go casual. Then I was like, No, you gotta know, keep pushing. It's never too late to quit early. So feel free to quit <laughs> ahead true. of time for this one, right? Just, just skip, skip Teddy Ursa, right? Yeah, I'm gonna pre-quit this contest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quit in solidarity with Purple Kyogre, who can't <laughs> can't get high horsepower on his Teddy Ursa shadow. <laughs> Oh yikes! Uh, oh goodness! But um, anyway, so yeah, so we'll 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 tune in next week to see who wins the Ursa Luna one. All right, last time I was doing this comment like, "Yo, let us know, comment down below, like like uh-huh, who you think's uh-huh. gonna win this bet, like you know." And I was, it was like, "Wink, wink," like it's gonna be me. But yeah, I don't know. I got I got humble myself a little bit after that last one. Um, uh-huh. go battle day. How was it for you? I know you're streaming for a good Dude, of it. I honestly had fun. And uh, and just before we like, you know, talk about it uh, too much, I just want to say I was a little bit disappointed that Niantic released a schedule of the upcoming Pokemon Go events for this month and Go Battle Day didn't even make it onto the poster. That's People true. were forgetting mm-hmm. that Miltank Go Battle Day was even a thing. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, Maybe it wasn't sad. on the schedule. Yeah, you you're the one that mentioned. It. You're like, hey, wait, it wasn't even on the schedule. I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking heck? of Milton Go Battle Day too, there were a few snafus here or there. <laughs> um, so especially some shenanigans. Some shenanigans. Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, impacted per usual, but they were like glitched, so they couldn't claim their reward when they had like Miltank. so they couldn't mm-hmm. play Go Battle Day for like two or two or so hours until they fixed it. And maybe more than that, maybe it was four hours. I don't know how long, but so Niantic finally fixed. It. I don't know what the glitch was, and they're to make up for it. They said that globally now, the, instead of from eleven a.m. to two p.m. for the Miltank mm-hmm. encounters, they made us to eight p.m. local time. So okay. for everyone, 
even people that didn't experience the glitch, which was great for people in the Western Hemisphere, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like we deserved having more hours because we're like, we nothing happened to us. Why are we getting more mil tank? But mm-hmm. as a result, everyone got a lot of mil tank. And um, I think some people in Australia and New Zealand was like, dude, this is a little unfair for us, which I, I sympathize. I understand that too. Yep. Um, I personally didn't play enough sets because I was like handling some stuff and I took a nap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, I should probably do some go battle day. So <laughs> I didn't <laughs> actually course. get that many milting encounters because by the time I actually like 8 p.m. hit, I didn't even go through like half of my sets. But uh, I did get one shiny milting, which was nice. Here's the thing I don't understand. Why 11 to 2 p.m.? Like, honestly, it, because they know a lot of people want the shiny mill tanks, right? some people might want the dust, but a lot of people want the mill tanks. Why not just make it the whole day? Like, why just have a three-hour span? Why not just do all of Gold Battle Day is mill tank encounters? Like, is that yeah. such a bad thing? I don't understand. Like, the whole convenience of Go Battle Day instead of Go Battle Night or whatever was that because not everyone could battle and do 100 battles at night on those days, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the 24-hour period was so much more easier to pace out because even if you're yes. working in the morning or working in the evening, you could fit in some battles and you could still enjoy the event. But then they made it just restrictive again by making it 11-2 to 2 for the special, like, event reward, right? Like, one was a Mankey community, like, uh, Go Battle Day and the Mankeys were only... For a three-hour time period, you know, same thing with Milk Tank. I'm like, why just three hours? Like, yeah, like it was great they extended to 8 p.m. and I'm grateful for that. But like, why not just make it 24 hours in general? Honestly, if they did 24 hours in general, they fix the issues for Australia, and New Zealand. They lose like two hours. They could play the rest of the day still Milk Tanks, right? It's no big yep, deal. True, and they wouldn't true. be upset that the rest of the world are getting extra hours in Milk Tank over them because it'd be mm-hmm. roughly the same outside the two hours they couldn't play, right? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I'm actually, I'm actually going to, uh, I don't know if, if pushback is the right phrase here, but I actually would have liked to see them go a different route. Uh, after 8 PM, I was still streaming. I just got like, I, I was planning to end after three hours, but I kept on getting like these super hype raids, uh, from, from just awesome streamers in our community. And I just felt like I needed to like stay engaged for a little while longer just to like honor that raid. Um, so I stayed on for like, I think four hours total, but after eight o'clock, I stopped encountering the mill tanks. I started to get like a ton of stardust and I was like, man, because uh, the first and third encounters were both mill tanks. I'm like, sure. That's kind of cool. You know, mill tank is fun. The shiny, shiny rates were boosted. I got one shiny, uh, the whole day. I really would have loved to see the two mill tank encounters, but in between those two, I would have liked to see a stardust reward that was like substantial. Cause I was like, man, I'm go battle day. I just had, I just had a dust call spotlight hour to start the month. I just had Dratini day. It's literally the next day, you know, Saturday was Dratini. Sunday is go battle day. I was like, all right, I'm going to get, get some dust here as well. And then on the next upcoming Saturday, it's Teddy Ursa. So we're just like maxing out on the dust. This is really, really cool. And then I just keep getting milk tanks. I'm like, uh, this is fine. But I would have <laughs> I would like to get more dust, you know? I did see someone like Though Tactical also post that. Be like, dude, he's like, I just want the dust. I guess I'll do go by what they said. It's like after 8 p.m. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, exactly. I like, yeah, I guess different things. Or what they could do is they could do quadruple dust and miltech encounters. Like have dust rewards outside the encounters for the other slots, right? And then you have miltech for the other two, right? 
And you could yeah. do like you could pay the premium pass for five meal tank encounters, or if you want the dust, you just do the regular route, right? Um, that's yeah. another option, right? That way you have the best of both worlds. And like, dude, we only have like two or three of these a season. Like, it's not it's not the end of the world if they give us. Yeah, we're not breaking the bank here, right? No, I mean <laughs> breaking the bank. Your bank is already almost full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got almost at ten million. I, I got to empty out the safe pretty soon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take some um, of that. <laughs> Dude, I was going to tell you. Uh, so I did run a poll on Twitter and I asked people how many sets they're going to play during Go Battle Day. Because I'm always trying to get like like a, a feel for the pulse of the community. I want to mm-hmm. know if people are engaged, if they plan to like play a lot, what's going on with all that. So I ran the poll and this lasted for two days. I got 527 votes. The question, The four options were, uh, the question of course being how many sets will you play? Four options are zero games, five sets, five to 10 sets, or more than 10 sets. So which one do you think got the most votes out of those four options? Uh, right. So zero games, five sets, five to 10 sets, yeah. 10, or more, 10 sets. or more. Yep. Five to 10. That's a good guess. Five to 10 actually got the lowest number how's that good guess that's the worst guess then (laughs) because that's what i thought i was like okay they're gonna do like their regular their regular five sets and then maybe like a few more yeah that's what i was thinking yeah see me too me too and that's not at all what we got so the most voted result with 47 percent, right almost half was more than 10 sets which really surprised me okay okay. yeah i barely did more than 10 sets Right, I, I don't think I even did ten. I don't honestly, know I, I probably 10. did like six or seven. This is how many uh, did you, you did this poll beforehand or or after? Uh, before I started this on November fourth, so two days before. Oh, Milk okay. Tank. I mean, everyone's and thinking they're going to do ten sets, right? But maybe they. That's don't. fair. That's fair as well. That's a good point. Maybe you should do another poll. How many sets did you actually play? Did you actually do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. That'd be. Maybe. That'd be do you think serious. it's too late? It's we're recording this Tuesday. You think it's too late? No, I think it's okay. Yeah, I can fine. make that poll. Yeah, just drop it today. I'll vote. I'll vote. Okay. Um, I think I did a little over ten cents, but yeah, yeah. Some people were raking in the shiny mill tank, so I was a little jealous. But it is what it is. I I mostly was just trying to build my mill tank for Ultra League, but um, I'm pretty much almost there, so I got most of what I need. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have enough for a level fifty rank one Ultra League mill tank. I have enough yeah. XLs. You have enough excels, or you don't. I do. I'm at 300. Oh wow! Only need you have a bunch. Did you like just mm-hmm. catch a bunch of mill tanks at like a nest or something? I've been trading them for months, and then uh, when we had our mill tank spotlight hour, I traded away all. Oh of those. yeah, yeah, yeah. You took advantage of the spotlight hour. I didn't. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Um, I don't know if I even saved all the mill tanks to trade. Actually, I was like, ah, this can't be that useful. But here we are. Karma. <laughs> Karma. But well, fun. we have a chance to recoup our squovit. Uh, yeah, that we failed on with the gluttons event, so I'm excited. We don't say we, I already had my greed it made. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse moi. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely need like 60 more XL. I know exactly the date I made my greed in. it was like the day after I caught it. I think I caught it on like August 24th, 2021. I think I had it built very nice on August 25th, 2021. It was that Tuesday, whatever that Tuesday is, spotlight hour. Yeah, that one I was that one I was on top of. All the other ones, not so much. <laughs> but um yeah, Willpower Cup has been pretty uh 
Look, I'll put it this way. I think the, the title of the cup is appropriately named. <laughs> because one of my patrons was saying, wow, I feel like the willpower cup is really if you have the willpower to play the cup or not. But I'll take it a step further. I think the willpower cup, the title is actually, do you have the willpower to not use double and or triple charm? <laughs> and I, I, I got to say, uh-huh. I personally got the willpower. Do you, do you have the willpower, Speedy? Uh, so I've had a moment of weakness where I did use one charmer. I did use shadow. Oh, I'll give you one. One's fine. One's fine. Okay. One's I fine. thought the willpower question was: Do you have the willpower to keep playing after you <laughs> fought three double charm teams? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another thing too. I mean that's that's just uh that's a whole different story. But I can see how some people might not have that willpower, and it's okay. Don't go to the dark side, is what I say. I actually thought about this. I didn't end up doing it. It could have could have stirred some controversy. I thought it would have been funny. But I was going to say, I was going to tweet out, I was like, the true test of willpower is if you have the willpower to not use double or triple charm in willpower cup. I was like, I was like, but, um, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't have willpower. So tag your favorite person that doesn't have that willpower. And then I was like, <laughs> I'll start starting with though technical. <laughs> and then I was going to see who tags people in the thread, but. I uh I didn't end up doing it. I felt like that's fine. It is what it is. I thought it could have been a funny tweet, right? I know a lot of people tell yeah. people, but yeah. It's it's a little too late for that, I think. Willpower's already <laughs> on its way out. And thank goodness for that. Because upcoming Seriously. we have Ultra League Open and Ultra League Premier. Not Premier Classic, Ultra League yes. Premier. So pretty much XL Ultra League. Because honestly, Ultra League Open may be less expensive than Ultra League premiere because ultra premiere is pretty much just riddled with all xls which is fine if you have it if you don't have mm-hmm. xls let me just take a look quick look here ultra league premiere cup out of the top 10 pokemon you got well actually it's not <laughs> as much as i thought there's there's four pokemon in there in the top 10 that are not excelled um, and two of them yeah. are Swampers, so technically just three out of nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, three three out of eight, because two of them are Nidal Queens. So fair, fair. Three out of eight. So if we if we get rid of duplicates, we get out the extra Swamper, extra Nidal Queen. Um, uh, Surfetch is number eleven on the list, so the next one on the list. So that one is also not Excel, but I think that's double. And the double number twelve, right? Rounding out the true, yeah. like unique top ten. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, so five and five. More or less, kind of, yeah. But I would say, I guess it's, I guess it's not as XL mandatory as I thought. I mean, you got Dragonite mm-hmm. also coming in shortly after Double, and then Obstagoon. Obstagoon can be XL, but you don't have to XL it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. So I guess there is yeah. some not. I mean, I, Walrein, honestly, this is like you know, I know they nerfed and stuff, but I actually really like Walrein being strong for the for the main reason of it being accessible and cheap. Because it was really strong in Great League, but it was also very strong in Ultra League without needing to excel it, which is kind mm-hmm. of refreshing. Because, like, you know, I mean, it's still, you know, people probably don't like it it's so overpowered and stuff, and I get it. But at least it's overpowered and accessible, right? Things yeah. that are overpowered and inaccessible, that's where you have balance issues and people get annoyed, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly. annoying to run to Wall Rain every other set or every other battle, I should say, or every battle, but at least people can build it, right? Yeah. Um, now, dude, I, I have a really fond memory of Walrein, like post nerf, mm-hmm. uh, playing in the Ultra League this season. I went up against an Empoleon, right? 
And Empoleon, I went straight earthquake as well, Rain, right? So I, I fired off three earthquakes. Empoleon, <laughs> Empoleon went straight, you know, obviously waterfall and Dropek. And he shielded twice. Shielded two of my earthquakes. The third earthquake KO'd him and Walrein won with two shields left. Dude. And like just dominated Empoleon, which is so fun. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. And it's Walrein's earthquake didn't get nerfed or anything. It's the ice skull spear that got nerfed. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's still it's still very dominant. And honestly, you feel some of the impact in Great League, but in Ultra League, it's like you barely notice the nerf. It's still really, really strong. So do not be surprised if you see a lot of ultra uh Walrein. This upcoming week, both in open and in premiere, yeah, um, yeah, no, it's still it's still solid. I mean, it's it's a cool Pokemon. I mean, you know, who would have guessed Walrein would even be meta relevant? Like, I didn't even know what it moves it learned back in the day before they gave it stuff because you're just using like seal uh a sealio right mostly in Great League and that's about it. Yeah, but because you had like a waterfall on Walrein stuff, I didn't realize Walrein was that bulky. I thought it'd be like kind of glassy and stuff, but no, it was actually quite the bulk machine. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's not honestly great league, right? Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's not dissimilar from something like Mill Tank that has like really solid stats, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have a good move set. But once you give it a good move set, it suddenly becomes viable. It had like waterfall, blizzard, and like water pulse prior. Yeah, it had earthquake like too, but with waterfall, earthquake? it just takes forever. You know? Yeah. So, so a pop pop quiz. Did you ever run? Uh, did you ever run, run waterfall wall rain in still factions? I did Me too. You did? Yeah. Uh, was it uh, global melee cup? Uh, no, it was it was one of our regular weekly cycles. Oh, but okay, I was okay. fighting like a a Talonflame Needle Queen team oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna waterfall through you. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I have two made. Um, but sometimes when I'm scrimming and stuff with like my patrons and stuff for Ultra League, I'll actually bring the waterfall one. And I'm like, whoops, that's uh, a pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you gotta play it off. You're like, I'm just trying to prepare you for every scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes it actually comes in handy. Like, dude, really? Like, you have waterfall, wall rain into my, uh, into my Galarian stump or Galarian stump is. I'm like, dude, sorry, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, just happened to be it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, some of us have the weirdest things, or I have like hyper beam on my diggers being stuff because I was like messing around with something and I forgot to tear mm-hmm. that off. It was surprising your patience here there. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of ultra coming up, so it is what it is. You know, these are going to be some long battles, but no more great league, right? No great league for the rest of the season outside of catch cup. Yeah. Yeah. Catch cup's going to be an interesting one. I don't know how I feel about that, but we could talk about that future week. It's just, yeah, it's still a few weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Still a few weeks away, but we got a hot tea segment. What's the tea? And tea. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, no, yeah, yeah. You introduce it because you're the one that brought this to my attention. Yeah. So I feel like, man, I feel like we talk about this almost every go battle day, but it really slipped my mind until recently. Um so the tea for this week is tanking for Go Battle Day. And it wouldn't be it's something that uh I thought about unless I didn't see it all over Twitter. I saw like several content creators saying, ready for Go Battle Day. And, you know, these are trainers that like are already legend, probably got to like 31, 3200 ELO. And they're like, you know, less than a thousand or like 1500 ELO. And they're trying to get like these huge win streaks and just farm dust, all this other stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's an argument to be made as well. Like, is Go Battle League supposed to be fun or is it supposed to be competitive? I feel like 
for a lot of casual trainers, it's just for fun. But for the competitive trainers who are just like really pushing to get to a rank, they really care about their battles. Uh, how do you feel about all this? Yeah, I got some feelings. So shout out to our listener, who, one of our listeners who brought this idea up. So if you have any what's the T segment recommendations, feel free to DM myself or Speedy for that and we may cover it. But getting back to the topic of tanking. Um, so I will say this. I'll preface this in the sense of two things. One, uh, I personally, and I'm not, I won't judge anyone that does or doesn't, I personally have never tanked before. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't top left ever. Um, only time I've ever top lefted, like like you know, like right off the bat, right? Not because like it was unwinnable, like just quitting out the match, is I only did like once, maybe twice, and it was actually it was the Mank. I remember this very clearly. It was the Mankey uh, Go Battle Day, and there was a Go Battle Day like special research, right? That a task that you had to finish uh, before like midnight. Yes. And it was during, I believe, the first day, that Saturday of the Milwaukee Regionals that I was I was casting at. And I just had a busy day. I couldn't play I couldn't play Go Bow Day because I was commentating and then we had dinner and we're hanging out with the community. So by the time I got to the hotel, it was like eleven thirty, right? And I had to do a certain amount of battles. So at first I quit out some of them because I was like, dude, like I literally cannot physically do twenty battles in like like 30 minutes like it's physically impossible right if i play out yeah then i'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get the rewards and i was like I, I just unfortunately i worked all day like you know i just needed i'm just gonna try to get rewards first time ever i just like quit out right away the unfortunate part is it doesn't even matter because you had to finish the battle to actually for it to count towards the research so i quit twice i'm like what the heck this progress is not going up and i was like oh shoot i actually have to actually do these battles so and then i came in with three 10 CP Pokemon and just let them fade me out. It was like fossil couple yeah. like that. And uh-huh. they fainted me out. And again, I wasn't tanking, but I did intentionally lose for that special research just so I could get it in time because I didn't have a chance to play. People can call it what it is. That's in all transparency, that's the only time I've ever lost intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally just don't tank. Part of it's just for pride reasons, you know, like I just try. Like I won't I will never like quit out to help someone get to legend like you know paid actor mm-hmm. or whatever as they say like if you want to get to legend and you queue up into me you're just gonna have to beat me <laughs> i'm not Dude. i don't care if it's the last day of your last battle of the season i'm still gonna play and you're gonna have to earn it right um mm-hmm. it's just it's just how i feel i mean again if you pay actor for people you quit out to help people get the legend it's not really my place to judge that's the first thing um the second thing is for people that tank for like go battle days and stuff like that typically speaking it's after they hit legend and Mm. um i don't think i'm ever really impacted by the results of it Uh, i honestly might benefit from it once in a while because if i queue up into them earlier that week they might just quit out right away to help drop some elo which i've definitely experienced from time to time um but uh for the most part like I won't be any of the trainers that they face when they climb back up, right? Because because I'm mm-hmm. not taking as well. If you tank to like 400 elo, you're not gonna. They're not gonna. I'm not gonna face these trainers when they're climbing. So I'm actually. I don't even see any of these tankers on go battle days, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That being said, so I just want to lay out those two stipulations so people understand where I'm coming from, right? Any biases I may have, etc. Um, I've heard different sides of this argument on both ends. Right? I think the obvious side for the people that don't like tanking is 
typically they don't like it because they have to face these trainers, and for them, they feel like they're they're swinging below their weight class, right? As like mm. as a like analogy, right? You have these trainers that are consistently in the three thousand plus elo range, maybe thirty three hundred plus or even higher than that, dropping all the way down to below like one thousand elo, and then climbing mm. all the way through during go battle day. You're essentially, it's like saying like you're a professional like heavyweight boxer uh, and you know and then for for like and then you just like purposely lose a bunch of fights to the point where you're in the children's division right and then you have to you fight your way through children and then through the teenage division and through like the adult <laughs> division and then through like the the you know the 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 amateur like professionals division until you get back to your weight class right and you're yeah. just fighting, like beating up on all these kids and teenagers and adults and whatever until you get back to the skill level that represents your actual, you know, uh, skill. Yeah. And I can see how it's frustrating because if I'm like in the teenage division, right, I'm still working on my skills, right? Like whatever. Um, I'm still working on my mechanics. Maybe maybe I'm hitting, like I'm making progress. It's the first time hitting expert. I'm on my way to legend. And you queue up into some person that's, like tw- like 2500 elo and you're at like 2700 elo right a down pairing uh, maybe not down pair that much but maybe 2600 to 2700 but you mm-hmm. see the raid legend you're like what like i'm going to lose more points to lose to a person that may have more like has had more success in go badly than i have for what right like because they just dropped a bunch of elo right and mm-hmm. so that's incredibly frustrating because you want to climb too. And especially on Gobao Day, you want the rewards, right? The more you win, the more mil tanks and more starters you get, right? So that impacts you on a resource level, but also impacts your ELO while you're trying to climb. Uh, and it's just probably frustrating because, you know, you run into all these players that are just pulling all the stops out um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And the flip side of that is a lot of these people that tank, they say, well, I feel like it all evens out because I quit out against a lot of these players, right? When they're leading up to go battle day, they started at maybe the 3000 something. And at some point in the week, they're in the 2700s, right? And let's say you're still climbing on your way to the legend. You see a 2700 uh, already person with a legend pose and legend rank. They just quit out right away because they're prepping for go battle day. So you get a free win there, right? And so, yeah, like, okay, maybe you get it back. But there's a few problems with that logic, right? And, and, and so they say, like, you know, it all evens out. Um, I don't think it really truly evens out. I mean, in some ways, over the grand scheme of ELO, it may even out. Um, but here's the thing. There's people you face that might just barely miss Legend at the end of the season. And it might be because they queued up into multiple Legends that tanked on, like, a Go Battle Day or something. And then beat them mm-hmm. a bunch of times. And they personally did not get a bunch of freebie wins, right? It might have evened out in a different way. Over across, like, ELO across the world, it might have evened out. But that doesn't mean that they also received a lot of people quitting on the ELO. They might have just been on the receiving end of the bad way, right? Where they're facing the legends on the way up. But even mm-hmm. if they did, right? All that's to say is it doesn't truly even out because there's no... Like, if you're tanking throughout the middle season for no reason, climb back up, that's one thing, right? That, I guess, is, like, even evens out truly if you look at it on a global scale but there's a reason why people tank for go battle day one for shorter queue times that's a whole different issue and i I completely understand that but on go battle day queue times are really not that big a deal for higher elo because everyone's playing so you actually don't wait that long 
um i know because that's what i did recently <laughs> and then um and uh and then the 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 second thing is you you tank for these events because yeah there's quadruple dust for like winning battles or you get mill tanks and stuff like that you know there's a lot of perks to winning on go bow day compared to a regular day of gbo mm. and so that's why people do it right so there is there is more benefit to the person tanking than some would probably let on and i get it right you're trying to justify it and i'm not saying you can't try to justify it but like if you if if you really don't think you're gaining something extra here. You gotta. I think you need to do some self reflection if you're the one tanking here because you are gaining more. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> you can't yeah, tell me exactly. you're, you can't tell me you're not gaining something out of this, and it's a zero sum game when you're purposely doing it around a specific event, right? You're doing it because you're getting extra dust for winning, or you're getting extra rewards for uh for winning as well, like mill tanks. On these Gobao days. Now, I know back in the day, too, Gobao day used to be a little different where you just get a certain extra dust even for losing. Now you have to kind of win, yeah. right? So back when we were getting for losing, there were some people that purposely just quit out a bunch of games on Gobao day just to get some dust for losing. And for that, like, yeah, they get a little bit something out of it, but they're giving a bunch of free wins to other people as well. So, like, in that way, like, you're honestly, more people are probably glad to see people take in that respect. And I get it for those that have busy schedules, you don't have time to do 100 battles, you just quit out and get the dust, right? But nowadays, it's not like you have to win. So people are more incentivized to tank beforehand and actually win on Go Battle Day. Some people still might quit out, but you don't really gain much from quitting out on Go Battle Day. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you definitely gain something from it. You're you're kidding yourself or just completely like oblivious if you don't think you are. I I know they are, think they are. Now again, is am I going to like stigmatize or demonize people for it? No, I mean you know it's a there's no rules against tanking or not tanking, so you can mm -hmm. do it. You can choose not to do it. Niantic hasn't implemented anything. It doesn't break terms of service or anything. It's just a thing that does impact people negatively like other people to, to a small degree right nothing 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 crazy but some people do get really annoyed by it especially those that are trying to climb or trying to hit you know maybe veteran for the first time or extra first time or you know legend for the mm -hmm. first time or they just want some mill tanks themselves and they just can't win any because they keep facing a bunch of legends like every other battle right um yeah. i know i've ranched on this quite a bit but i will say one last thing too right <laughs> so i this came up in the past in conversations like months ago maybe over a year ago and I said, you know what? I came up with a solution. I literally, I, 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 and to this day, not a single person has been able to like find a flaw in my mm -hmm. proposed solution, like a significant flaw, right? So let me, Ooh, I'll, okay, I'll break it down okay. for you, right? You, I want you to be honest with me, Speedy, right? If you find a flaw, you're a smart man. So if you find a flaw, I want you to call me out on it. Let me know. Or any listener, right? I made a whole YouTube video on it. You can search how to like fix tanking or queue times or something in go battle league right it's one of my youtube videos so just search search that and you'll probably find it but here's my All proposed right. solution right and and not only does this fix tanking it fix queue times it fixes so many things it's actually kind of wild again anyone from niantic if you're listening please Steal my idea, take parts of it, <laughs> take all of it. Don't credit me. I don't need the credit, right? I just want the system to be better. So here's my proposed solution. First and foremost, how you pair into people. If you're of the same like uh same ranking, right? Veteran, ace, expert, legend, whatever, there is there you're you're queuing up to into them not based on your ELO, right? 
So once you hit, let's say, once you hit expert, Speedy, you cannot mm-hmm. queue into anyone in veteran anymore for the most part, okay. right? I'll, there'll be a caveat okay. for that. So you're only queuing into other experts. And doesn't matter if you're so so it's 250 points between each like rank, right? So if if it doesn't matter if you're 200 uh 2750 ELO and the other person is 200 999, right? You're still both an expert, right? Assuming neither of you hit uh, the 299 person hasn't 2999 person hasn't legend yet. You can queue into mm-hmm. each other. There's no queue times. There's no like there's no discrepancy. It's not an up pair down pair. You just queue into each other. If you're of the same rank, you gain and lose the same amount of ELO for a win or for a loss. The numbers I'm not an expert on, so how we want to do that is more up to Niantic or someone smarter than me in mathematics. Like maybe you gain a little bit more for a win and lose a little less for a loss so that people actually climb. I don't know. I don't know how the math going to work, but you gain a specific amount for when you win. Let's say for simplicity's sake, you gain 10 points for a win, you lose 10 points for a loss for someone. Mm. For, for So if you go 05, you lose 50 points. If you go 5-0, you gain 50 points, right? Very static, mm. very standard into the same battle. Now, here's the thing, especially early on in the season, there's not going to be a lot of experts or veterans or legends, right? So especially the first few. So if there isn't a lot of people there, let's say you're one of the first people to hit expert, right? Um, You're not going to find another expert, right? So what are you going to do? So if if you do run into a situation where there is no other experts queuing up or there literally is none in the world and you're trying to battle, it doesn't mean you sit there and wait for the next expert to show up in the world to do a battle. If you actually wait that long, you will down pair into the rank bef- before you. So that expert will queue into someone, anyone from veteran rank. And in that situation, if you win as a veteran, you gain twice the points. You get 20 points, right? And if you lose, uh, you only lose half the points. So you lose five points. Right, it's essentially how the Elo system works right now. If you have an up pairing, you're going to gain more for a win and lose less for a loss, right? And same thing for expert, okay. you only gain half the points. You might only gain five points if you win, and you lose like twenty points if you lose, right? I mean, again, the numbers different story. You can adjust that, right? And that's kind of how it is. Ready? If you're the first expert in the world, everyone you face is going to be a down pair, so you're going to lose more Elo anyway and gain a little bit, right? So it actually evens out until there's more experts, and then once there's more experts, then you just gain the static amount. Right. And then once you hit legend, same thing, you just queue into other legends, right? Again, if there's not enough legends, you start queuing into experts onto those more. But because of this, it will always prioritize the people of the same rank, regardless of your ELO. So if you're in 3000 ELO range for legend and you decide to tank, you tank to 1000 ELO, the next person you face. It's still going to be a legend because we're going to be based off your rank. You will not queue into a veteran player or ace player or like a rank 14 player. It doesn't matter where your ELO is. You're always queuing up into people at the same rank and you're always gaining and losing the same amount for that. So one, that solves tanking, right? Two, it solves queue times because if your ELO is super high, you're still going to find a battle every time. Because in my Mm -hmm. mind, someone that's 2750... And someone that's 2,900 in ELO, right? Both an expert. The skill difference is not that big, right? It could be, there mm-hmm. might be a gap, but if it, the big the skill gap is that big, the person is 2,900 is going to hit Legend soon anyway. And and then here's one caveat too. It gets kind of tricky, right? Because in Legend, 3,000 to 3,500 is probably, there might be a considerable skill difference, but also that's like a big gap in difference. So what I was implementing is you add a tier system within Legend. So every 250 mm-hmm. points, there's like a Legend tier 1, tier 2, whatever, right? So the tier 1s would queue into tier 1s, tier 2s would queue, queue, queue into tier 2s, 
And if you have a down period tier two into tier one, then it's the same down period. It's like legend to expert. So that fix queue times instantly because you queue up automatically into any potential person in the same exact rank as you uh, or same tier rank if you're in legend. And two, it fixed tanking because there's no point in tanking. What are you going to drop out that you love for? You're just going to face a bunch of legend players still, right? So there's no point in tanking. <laughs> and then, and then if, and also if you're, if there's less people tanking, there's less queue times because if, if the majority of people that hit legend or if everyone that hit legend is always going to battle people in legend, you're just going to get more and more battles as time goes on. There's not going to be anyone least, least dropping you low for you to not queue into anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it fixes everything in my opinion. It, yeah, it, I like it. Any 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 holes? Any any discrepancies? And I will say, I didn't I didn't create this idea like out of nowhere. Like I played another game called Clash of Clans, and they had ridiculous queue times. I legit would shower with the phone in the shower, waiting to find a battle in Clash of Clans. I'd finish my shower, right, get ready for bed, and I'm still waiting for a battle. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was waiting like 45 plus minutes to find a battle, and then they created a system like this that you instantly queue up every single time. And mm-hmm. it literally eliminated queue times overnight. And you literally could do the same thing with Go Battle, Day, Go Battle League in Pokemon Go. Yeah, so dude, could you answer. imagine? It, no, 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 I think, it, I think it's a really solid idea. Can you imagine being like a legend who's tanked down to 1200 ELO for Go Battle Day and you pair against like a 3000 or, or 3500 legend? <laughs> If you're like twelve hundred to thirty five hundred, you can't escape. You can't escape if you already if you already yeah. hit that tier in legend. You're that's all you're gonna face, right? It's, it's like yeah, there's yeah. you literally have no reason to tank anymore. And honestly, who's this really gonna hurt? No one really. The only people that is gonna be probably bitter or not like this idea are the people that tank and try to reap extra benefits on Go Battle Day. I mean, it sucks, yep. but it is what it is, right? Like, you'll be fine with you get if you get a little less starters or a little less mill tanks or whatever, right? Like, yeah. you're st- you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna have any queue times. So you could do your battles just as quickly, and mm-hmm. you you're f- facing the same level of competition. And honestly, here's the thing: it's just it's just weird to have a game or game mechanic that incentivizes you to lose, right? Yeah, it's a flawed yeah. mechanic if there's an incentive to lose on purpose just so you can win later and reap more benefits, right? It's just so, it's like, yeah. it's like purposely running away from like th- missing like 10 of your throws on a raid boss just to like get a higher chance of catching on the 11th ball. Like that's, it's not a thing, right? It just like makes no sense logically speaking, right? But yeah, it is a mechanic mm-hmm. in Go Bout League and, uh, you know, unfortunately at the current mechanic, I, I completely get it, right? Again, I'm not judging people for tanking. I know plenty of people do. I have friends that do. Um, I mean, you know, and I, I have friends and people I know that get frustrated by people that they face that tank. And there's yeah. there's no, unfortunately, there's no guideline against it and there's no mechanic to prevent it right now. But if you like my idea, Niantic, or anyone listening, get, well, watch that video so you can see I break it down in detail. But yeah. just like I did here, if, if anything I said is confusing, you know, I, I completely get it because I said a lot of random words. But um, I thought this through. My, no, plan no, is, I, my plan is pretty much flawless in my opinion. And I say <laughs> no, that no, with no, all I, bias in the world, but I haven't seen a single person point out an actual like flaw in the design. No, I really like it. I, I think it's a great idea. And I feel like it's so tough, right? Because you have to balance so many things like engagement, competitiveness, etc. And I feel like uh, Go Battle League is unique in the in the sense that it's a it's a personal journey. 
right? Like, yes, you are queuing against other players, but it's your, like your progress, your journey to get to legend. Like nobody else is relying on you. It's just like your own thing that you do in your free time. There's, you know, 90 days to do it during the season. Uh, and you know, you get to your goal and you can measure yourself against your previous goals. Some people go crazy and like track their ELO and post daily updates on Twitter and that kind of <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> not everybody does that, right? Like some people just have like a beer there. Uh, charts, graphs, line line graphs, you know, tracking leads and everything else. Color I mean, coded, pe- yep, everything. Dude, people can get super intense with it, right? Uh, but where it's different is that just like in like tracking your own XP or like if you if you have other goals like catch goals, you can kind of measure that and set goals for yourself. And you're like, okay, today today's my veteran day, right? Or tomorrow is is my expert day, whatever. You can set that goal for yourself, but you still have like multiple chances to recoup it and to try to progress through the system until the season ends. And you juxtapose that against something like a play Pokemon regional where you have to win. You absolutely need to win or you get eliminated from the tournament and you can no longer compete. You can always go back and compete and go battle league. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that means that, okay, on go battle day, I got smashed by five legends in a row who were basically being that guy who shows up to the court where a bunch of like junior high kids are playing and starts dunking, dunking the ball on them over and over. Like, obviously that's not cool. Right. And and the skill gap is just ridiculous and it's not, and not fair and equitable. Right. But it go battle league. It's not like a lot of other games. Like you, you gave the example of clash and clans. I'll give an example from uh, FPS games, first person shooters. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother, my brother plays apex legends, which is one of the biggest FPS games in the world. And people that are really, really good. They, they rank all the way up. Their max rank is predator, right? People that are predator players sometimes will make a second account and they're really freaking good at the game. And then they'll just like queue up into like a, a beginner lobby and just destroy everybody. And they call that smurfing, right? Mm-hmm. And some players that want to increase in rank, because it's a team-based game, what they'll do is they'll call up some of their pro friends and say, hey man, I really need to, to push into Predator myself. Can you give me a hand? So then these pro players get onto these dummy accounts and then they team up with this with this guy. And you're wondering, or guy or gal, and you're wondering like, oh my goodness, how is, how is this team like destroying me? We're in like a medium tier lobby. It's because these pros are smurfing and they're just trying to take MMR from you because they're just so much better. And Apex punishes that. If they find out that you're doing that, you can get in a lot of trouble really? because the nature, yeah, the nature of the game is competitive. It's a very, very competitive thing, and they want their rankings to reflect that. Go Battle League, on the other hand, is kind of like a mix, right? It's like, oh yeah, there's still seasons and apex, but it's not like at its core a competitive, like diehard, you know, battle or die type of game. It's just, it's just not. And I mean. It just depends on the way you want to play it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like your ranking system is a really good idea to solve the queue times, to solve the tanking, to solve a lot of the the inherent issues that we've seen. Because you're right, a mechanic where you fail and still benefit is not uh, congruent with a competitive nature, yeah. right? But at if the same it, time, Go Go is not uh, Apex Legends. That's true, yeah. So, I mean, if you fail, like... It, like in my opinion, if you fail, it should be met with failure as a consequence, not a reward, right? So sure, so sure. Th- there's that. But I, I will say also, I get it because some people tank just for queue times alone, right? Because mm-hmm. it takes so long, especially if you're a streamer or you play with like stream to just your friends, whoever, or you just don't want to sit around and wait for like 30 minutes and etc. Right, just to do a battle even by yourself. Like I get it. Some of these people on the leaderboard will just tank and just drop even outside of go battle day because. They want to just do some real battles once in a while. 
instead mm-hmm. of do like five battles a day, right? And so, um, so this will solve that too, right? It just keeps the game, it keeps the game more competitive. You know, there's that's bottom line. I think that's that's mm-hmm. what it is. But I agree. You know, I know I got passion there, but I'm, again, I'm not mad at anyone for doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is what it is. And again, it it doesn't it doesn't really personally affect me, right? But it affects people in the community, and also it just it affects the competitive spirit because that's the thing, right? Like you said, what is the incentive for go? Like you created a great like kind of you know grassroots tournament of GBLA where it's like the top eight or top ten or so of players. Or top eight, I mm-hmm. guess, of players at the end of the week, you know, do this tournament, you know, cash prize and everything and a whole like league around it and whole like championship series afterward, you know, for like playoffs and everything for the end of the season. But outside of that, like there really isn't anything, right? Maybe a screenshot here, here or there, like, oh, I hit number one leaderboard. Dude, let me tell mm-hmm. you, man, I've hit number two. I've never hit number one. I've hit number two. And Same. it, it, uh, it, it takes forever to find battles there, right? It is a mm-hmm. grind. Right, you don't just get to sit there and just battle, right? Um, also, another thing this actually fixed that I forgot to mention is if the people you're queuing into is within like a 250 elo range, no like difference there, you're less likely to run to the same players multiple times. I would say if you're higher True. up in elo, you're running to the same players. I, I even tweeted out, I faced the same dude three times in one hour, right, in Halloween Cup. <laughs> there's, like, yeah. not that many people in that ELO range, and there's not a lot of people playing Halloween Cup, uh, Ultra League. So I just kept – and, and funny enough, I faced the guy a fourth time later that day. <laughs> like, four times oh in 24 God. hours. The same dude. I knew exactly what the team was. Every same uh, – my problem was I just missed a name. So, I like, every time I realized half – I realized too late. Halfway through about, I'm like, oh, it's that guy, isn't it? Like, the way he played out the matchup was the same every time. I was like – Oh, and the way I played, I was the same every time too, because I was like, "Oh, that's why you should do when I see a Giratina lead." And I was like, oh, "Wait, I got to play this differently because of this dude." But um, but yeah, you don't run the same people mm-hmm. too. Honestly, like, eh, you know, I think it's a yeah. brilliant idea. <laughs> you know, I know I can keep complimenting I, myself, but I think it actually is a really good idea, and mm-hmm. um, I hope people, you know, implement some form of that. But until then, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's tempting. I thought about it too. I was like, maybe I should tank to get some more milk tanks, but uh, no, I just, I just stuck it through and just did sweaty <laughs> battles all night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, yeah, it's just such a tough topic, and and uh, I know we're like approaching the end. We've been going for a little while, but I just want to say, I actually, I didn't tell you this, this Caleb, but I actually had uh, a viewer uh, DM me after oh. Go Battle Day. Uh-huh. And they expressed to me something very similar to what our other viewer who actually proposed this tea topic, they expressed something very similar. They said, yeah, um, I usually watch your stream. I really like your content. I think your battles are good and, and it's a fun environment. I've always felt like it's a very welcoming environment, but I didn't feel that way on Go Battle Day. And I said, uh, oh my goodness, like what happened? Did someone in chat bother you? Did, did somebody say something? You know, did I say something? Did I mess up? And they said, no. It was because uh, you actually brought on some people onto your stream uh, and one of them tanked and was actually just, uh, you know, a former legend just beating up on veteran players. Mm. And I've been playing Go Battle League for six or seven seasons. I've been watching your stream the whole time and I've been trying to improve. But between work and my regular life, I have a really hard time ranking up. 
And it just really hurt my feelings that you would have someone on your stream that is just like, you know, mocking and mopping the floor with people that are trying to reach veteran when they're obviously way above that in terms of skill cap. Yeah. And that viewer hasn't returned back to my stream. Hasn't returned? Has not returned. Oh, wow. Wait, so yeah. were you, what, what do you mean they had, you had someone on, you were like coaching someone or like dual streaming? No, 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 someone, no, it, it, uh, duo streaming uh, with another, another content creator. Yeah. Wow. Good to know. Yeah. I don't really do which is, people, so I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that, but that was like, that's like the extreme of it, right? Like mm -hmm. if somebody gets really, really offended by it, yeah. I can understand. But at the same time, I feel like if this is the thing, the thing too, if one person tells you something, that means that at least five or 10 people have thought it. That's it's just true. that one person has like the motivation and and the you know the trust whatever it might take to actually voice their concerns. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I yeah I could um I could see how that would offend people. You know, we got Speed yeah. Chief associating with dirty tankers here. <laughs> I know, I know what's going on, man. My reputation down the drain. Uh, well. Yeah, I'll be sure yeah. not to do it with anyone that tanks. But honestly, like again, like there's so many people that do it. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to avoid. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do. Yeah, until until we implement the Caleb Ping Elo range system, this could will continue to happen. So Niantic, please. Yeah, you could call it the CBL, the Caleb Battle League. <laughs> there it Name is, it the CBL. <laughs> I feel like nice it needs like. It needs Sports Center theme music behind it. Ooh. Welcome to the CBL. That's right. You know? Where tanking don't matter. Only <laughs> copy the battles. I mean, just think about it, right? Like, once you imagine, like, once you hit expert or once you hit legend, every one of your battles is going to be against other expert or legend players. Like, it's going yep. to be, it's going to be great. You're going to have great battles every time. It's going to be good mm -hmm. content. Like, it's good. There's no queue times. Like, it's, it's going to be a good time. It keeps the competitive spirit alive, right? Mm hmm. Unless you decide to, you know, create an alt account or whatever and then play on that. But, you know, that's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, so. that's a whole other monster. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. But um, anyway, we talked quite a bit here. So thanks all for sticking around all the way to the end if you did, because uh, we covered a lot of things. Um, but we got, a, we got a bet coming up. And yeah, we got some cool events. So looking yeah, forward to that. I'm excited. Um, again, if you have any feedback, well, on the podcast itself, but also on my solution to tanking and ELO and Q times, let me know. I'm open to feedback. I just haven't met anyone that actually fully watched my video or listened to me rant about it and say, you know what? That's a bad idea. <laughs> but if you think so, please tell me and tell me why. Yeah. I'm curious why it's a bad idea. Um, it's a bad idea for the people that are trying to rake in the rewards from tanking, but you know, true. The tankers will be your biggest opponents. Look, I tell you, I tell you tankers, <laughs> right? Life will go on without tanking. My life's been great without tanking. Speediest chief's <laughs> life has been great without tanking. It's true. It'll be okay. It'll be okay if you have a few less mill tanks or a few, uh, a few less stardust, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, anyway, thanks all for joining in. It's been a long one. Well, it's been a good one, hopefully. And we will catch you all next week uh, after Ursa Luna Community Day. So it should be a good one. But yeah, take care. And we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Happy hunting, everybody. Peace. Peace.